0: You listen to Garage Hammer. Episode 107. On tonight's episode, Commandlings are tired. Really? They're tired? Three episodes, ten hours talking about one book. I guess they should be tired. But let's hope they do a little bit more than yawn on the microphone, huh? So shut it! I'm listening to me, show.
1: Welcome to the Garage U-Tools for the next three hours or thereabouts. We're going to do the best we can to inform, entertain, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way. Bringing you the leper, the fallen knight, and the demon. I'm Chris Yu. And I'm
0: Rick O'Connell.
1: Mm. So you're going to have to give me something else.
0: All right, um... I'll give you this. Uh, Give me a hint. Okay, I knew that one was a little hard because the movie's older, but it's a main character, the main character, and since we spent so much time with Nagash over the last three weeks out in the Kemrion sands with skeletons and maybe other things wrapped in bandages. (laughs) This is
1: like a, 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 what is that, the mummy?
0: Yes, and who might that character be?
1: I don't know. I think I saw part of that movie like
0: ten years ago. Who was the main character? Played Brendan Fraser. There you go. Ding 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 Gosh. ding ding. I tried to make it a main character. Didn't even go off with like one of the weird side characters. You know. I don't think. To be honest, I don't think I've ever seen that whole movie. Oh, I saw it in the theater. I really kind of enjoyed it when it first came out. You know, it's 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 a bunch of nonsense, but at the right. time, it special
1: was, effects galore.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was pretty cool for what it was. So, is, was that
1: the one with Kelly Who? Or is she in The Scorpion King or something like that?
0: I, I didn't see The Scorpion King. That she's one. the
1: really hot Asian girl that uh, pretended to be like a, like a Egyptian princess.
0: Oh, that could have been Anouk Sunamun. She would have been in uh, – that was her from uh, – that could have been her from the first movie.
1: Okay. I, I do remember her.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's going <starting laughs> to forget. <laughs>
1: yeah, Anyway. <laughs>
0: Uh, we should probably thank our sponsors, though.
1: Yes, we should. Uh, thank you for our sponsors. Uh, Unique Gifts and Games, located in where? Grays Lake, Illinois. Mears Miniatures. And uh, that's spelled
0: M I E R C E. And apparently, according to Dan Heelan, we're mispronouncing it.
1: I heard that. Think... It should be pronounced Mercy.
0: Mercy? Mercy Miniatures? Or mercy? mercy? I'm not certain. I will have to find out. Dude, if. Okay. If if I if we've been pronouncing it wrong for like a flippin' year, and they haven't said anything to us, I want to know why. <laughs> like,
1: well, yeah, they haven't, and no one else has, has said anything. So. I know. But w- at the very least, we're spelling it, so you can there you go. figure it out, you, you know, how, how you choose to pronounce it. Absolutely. Uh, we can't forget Mantic Games.
0: Uh, building bigger armies, which you and I both like bigger
1: armies. We do. Bigger <laughs> armies. And speaking of which... <laughs> Battle foam, protecting your... Protecting your army. Oh, there it is.
2: All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Goodness gracious. What's so, been going on? Yeah, you know, when you take a month, uh, uh, you know, a month to cover one of these big books, and then you come back, it's like, oh, look, lots of stuff happened. It's kind of mm-hmm. crazy, isn't it? It is. It is. So, um... You know what? We do have, well, we don't have any shout-outs right now, although I do want to give a, I have a personal shout-out I want to give out real quick to uh, Woody Conway, you okay. know, Drunk Woody from, mm-hmm. he uh, sent me this thing, uh, he's got a whole workout sort of program that he's setting, he's going to post it up on the Fit Hammer page, uh, he mm. sent it to me ahead of time, said, hey, listen, go ahead and get started, and then I fell and hurt my back, so, um oh. I was starting it, and then I didn't start it. But now I'm I'm hoping to go actually tomorrow morning, and uh, get started on this. It's uh, lifting three days a week, and just keep moving at least two other days, like just movement. You know, getting some. You know, not a lot, not necessarily heavy cardio, but at least walking around for a half sure, hour a day. Short range of motion,
1: kind of burning into different muscle groups. Exactly. I hear you.
0: And then the plan is to go from there to. Uh, hopefully, you uh, go from there to. Uh, 4 days a week doing the the lifting mm. once you've gotten through it and gotten your body used to it so i am starting that and you know it's it's a really good thing and it's really nice because he uh gives you the whole uh you know the, the little, whole workout right. it's great cuz he puts in a little q and a in there he's like well what if i don't like doing this he's like you like being fat <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> kind of
1: motivational uh, sidebars there. that's yeah, pretty good yeah
0: dude he's I mean, he's just like straight up, no joke. Here we go. I'm telling you right now, this is how it is, and you can either do it or not. But yeah. I'm giving you the the plan.
1: Okay. Well, that's that's actually good. I might uh, need to get that from you because if if things work out, I could be joining you at that gym.
0: I sure hope so because that would be uh, that would be awesome because I could use a spotter. Because I did ask him about that. I'm like, can I just use the. Uh... Machines. He's like, no, don't use the machines. Yeah, you got to
1: use free weights. It's a better workout. It forces you to balance. You're you're working harder.
0: Yeah. So, but uh, thanks to him for just volunteering because you know, like he does that like for a living. Like he charges people money for that. So for him to, oh wow, he's gonna have He said he's gonna have it up on the Fit Hammer uh, forums Mm -hmm. pretty quick. And you know, for him to just put it up there for free for the Warhammer community is a uh, it's just a really nice gesture. It's a a gift. Exactly. So an exalted gift. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you! Listen to you! Yeah, I was just trying, tying it back into Warhammer. <laughs> so uh, before we get into there, guess what? We've got a we've got voicemail. Oh, let's hear it. We've got voicemail, and you know, you know, we have voicemail, but not everybody knows how to reach us on voicemail.
1: Oh, and now someone wanted to call. How can they send us voicemail?
0: If someone wanted to reach us, they could call one. 1- Seven five seven G H show six. That's one. Seven five seven GH Show six. International callers could dial zero zero one seven five seven GH show six. And uh that's for most international callers. Your country may vary. But um we actually got two voicemails. Excellent. Uh and they're actually related. They're from the same guy. But uh I will play them now and Chris you should be able to hear this the way I have it hooked up, so all right. I'm here excited. We, here we go.
2: Hi, guys. This is Jacob from California. I've been listening to your show for about eight or nine months, and I'm really enjoying it. I actually didn't plan on calling, but I was listening to one of your back episodes where you talked about Cranky leaving a voicemail and talking about peanut butter. And I figured if that's worth listening on the show, then what I have to say is important, too. Uh, I'm actually a little bit angry at you because you're talking about doing the huge Nagash special with the same camera country when you did but you still haven't given me the wood elves. And I refuse to read my own book. I want to hear you guys talk about it and read it in funny voices and do all of your justice to these things, because I enjoy that a lot more than actually reading. I would rather just power game and make Netlist. So get on that before Nagash, or I'll leave you a bad iTunes review. Um, on a side note, Hurry up with your next after Ulanor, because I'm also not going to read those books. But I do enjoy the work you and Greg do on that. So, hurry up. It's not like you have a life or anything.
1: Were you able to hear that? I, yeah. Well, you've got to hurry up and play the next one. You don't have time. Okay. you all these book reviews to do. Hi, this is
2: Jacob again. I realized at the end of my message I said something really mean, and I didn't mean that. I was sort of being sarcastic, but you don't know me or have a context for that. So, don't hate me. Um... I actually respect you a lot because you're a teacher and I was a teacher, so. Yes. Yay for Warhammer. Rolling dice. Don't fill your strength test. <laughs>
1: He came out with guns blazing, and he kind of petered out there at the end.
2: Well, this
0: was it so funny? Because you know, I, and I, you know, at first like, I'm going to leave you a bad iTunes review. And he's like, "Oh, I was just joking. You don't know me." But then, see, like, yay for Warhammer roll die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't kill your strength. Did, test. Yeah, did you catch that at the end? The little nice, yeah. the nice, little nod to the dwellers. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought that was great. Um, so I wanted to play those real quick and uh, let okay. everybody hear Hold those.
1: It. Message received. We, we still do uh, need to do a Woodolf book review, a Demon book review. Yeah. Just with everything coming out so you know, Fast and Furious, we've been hard-pressed to schedule everything.
0: No kidding, but uh, wow. Yeah. Well, thanks, Jacob. Yeah, Good thanks. Message. Yeah, man, I was telling you the other day, between this and Garage Gamer and After Eleanor, we've dropped 20 hours of content in the last month. That's oh, uh, that's yeah, you've been doing a lion share. I mean, with all the editing
1: and all the other shows that you've been recording, I mean, that's that's quite a bit. Dude, I, so- I'm just just trying to keep up with all the reading and everything and painting on top of that. And-
0: By the time we finished chapter five, I was dying. I was really dying. I mean, I was a little running out of gas there, but and that's the
1: thing of- you you do that sort of thing for a living, read and discuss.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's my job. Yeah. So, oh, and you know what? Thanks to all the listeners, by the way. I was just going to point this out. Uh, as of today, and this and this will change within the next couple of days. In fact, by the time you're hearing this, it's probably different. Uh, episode 105, which came out uh, a month ago on the day this is released, uh, is our fourth most downloaded show, like, of all our shows ever. Oh, excellent. And it's really, I mean... In, by the time this comes out, it's probably the second most downloaded show. The most downloaded show was the Dark Elf episode with Ben Curry. Ah, okay. And it's about... it's, But it's only about... Uh, that came out in, you know, April... Uh, wait, May of 2012.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, this show's been out for 30 days, and it's only about 800 downloads behind it. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of wow. downloads there. Yeah, I'm I'm expecting that before... Episode 108 drops. That'll be the most downloaded show we've ever done. The part one of the Nagash review. So Maybe
1: we should change our show tagline. To what? Don't read, don't read the books. Listen to Garage Hammer.
0: <laughs> don't read the books. Let us read it for you. Yeah. Audiobooks. Uh, yeah, no kidding. But it was fun. And, uh, you know, Tomlin was great. And um, hopefully he'll come back on for Glotkin
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, that would be fun. Tomlin was great. Uh, thanks for Gre- thanks to Greg for stepping in and uh, filling in for me. That was a huge help, especially when he was sick. I mean, yeah, I felt kind of bad.
0: Episode four, we were all fine. or chapter four, we were fine. But then he, when he came back and did the second half, like three, four days later, it, he was he was dying.
1: Yeah, he was a trooper. He muscled through that. So,
0: yeah, thank goodness. But um, all right, you know what? Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll hit the news and rumors, which are brought to you by the Circus. The Circus. Circuits.
2: Okay. Hey,
0: folks. It's Dave.
1: We're back, talking some news and rumors.
0: Yes, we are, and uh, there's been a lot going on. Sort of craziness here.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really blown up here. So, what do you want to talk about first?
0: I want to talk about this beverage I'm into. Oh goodness, no, I don't beverage.
1: Ooh. What beverage is that?
0: Oh, I'm uh, after three weeks of just stressful, horrible, horrendous weeks of life. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to the strike line tomorrow because it's our anniversary and we're going out. So, I'm uh, I'm imbibing in adult beverages this evening. So, Ooh, you normally don't imbibe at
1: all adult beverages. I so know. You-
0: I had about three sips and I'm just like falling over here. I'm if I, if I start getting stupid, just sue me. But what are you drinking? Uh, actually, it was just a friend of mine at work gave this to me when I was on the strike line today. He's like, dude, take this home and have this because you're too stressed. Uh, and it's basically just uh, it's absolute and uh, orange mango beverage. Oh, and, nice! Yeah, That's kind and, of a sc- little screwdriver action. Huh? Yeah, it's, I think it's about one third driver here, man. It's, uh... <laughs> it's good times. <laughs> I like it, dude. I haven't had like a a real adult beverage probably since bits. <sighs>
1: Jeez, I don't know how you do it.
0: I don't drink. I just don't. Like, I don't... I just don't.
1: I I enjoy good beer on a regular basis. I haven't had a drink since Tuesday.
0: Well, I mean, I enjoy good beer every once in a while. I just... There's never really, you know... Pumpkin beer?
1: Those are in season now. Those are good.
0: Yeah. But see, I got to also watch what I drink, because I have weird alcohol allergies. Like, certain things I cannot drink. Like, cider? If I drink any sort of, like, hard cider... Yeah, like my face gets all red and I get itchy and stuff. Like it's weird, and it's only certain types I get that way. So I actually have to really, I have to be very careful about what I drink. Like someone's like, "Oh, here, try a new beer." I'm like, mm, maybe not.
1: I I hear you. Well, it's it's good that uh, we're talking about you know allergic reactions and itchiness because there's a lot of Nurgle releases to talk about.
0: How about it, dude? That Glotkin model that we've been seeing the. Do you, have you seen the? I mean, the Maggot Lords came out, but just have you seen the Glotkin? The yeah, one that, it's it's immense. I know. I want to. I, I just, I can't imagine how big that is. because you see it next to these Maggot Lords? And those things are. I mean, this, it's getting yeah. Ridiculous. The Maggot Lords
1: are huge, and the the, the Glotkin dwarfs those. Yeah,
0: but let's. I guess let's roll back because we haven't talked about anything. The Blight Kings, awesome, really large models on forty mil bases, but they're not monstrous. They're just. They're so they're darn just, big. They're just big infantry? Yeah.
1: So they don't function like ogres in, in that respect. They're just regular guys on big bases.
0: Yeah. Um, I know I was talking with Greg, and, and he had said how they basically they designed these, and they liked them, and they were too big for 25-mil bases. So they said, forget it. We're putting them on 40s. They're just like, you it know. Works for me. Yeah. I mean, these guys are just big, bloated, monstrous. They're still normal infantry, but they're just huge. and they, Yeah, they, and aside from the size,
1: the sculpts themselves are amazing.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's cool. You know, I'm looking in the White Dwarf, and it shows you how you can make something like, basically, you know, you can make 10 different models out of this, essentially, plus the three command models. So your one package of five... You could make, if you don't do the command, two of these boxes can make 10 very separate and distinct models with the heads and the arms and the different body parts, the way you can, they're like sort of mix and match. Mm. And they're just showing pictures of it. It's like you can get essentially 10 different poses out of those five kits plus the three separate command units. So... I'm assuming at that point cost you're not going to take much larger units than that, you know? Right. So they won't – it's not – you know what I'm talking about. I mean, a lot of – especially with the metals, when you would buy the metal boxes and they had five poses or they had five models and if you bought the command box, you got two of those five plus the command. They basically Mm only had those five and just repeated over and over and over again.
1: Now you can customize it to your liking a little bit more and – yeah, I no, I I think they look really good. I don't play Nurgle, but man, they they do look good. Yeah. And I can see uh, these are Nurgle, all Nurgle warriors. Yeah, correct? yeah. Or I guess with the new books coming out, who knows? Like could, it could be open to Chaos in general.
0: Well, yeah. I think the new book apparently is you 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 can have a combined Chaos between because it says what's it in here? They can be included in Warriors of Chaos, Demons of Chaos, or Beastmen Army. And the rules in the White Dwarf. And they do have... The the Blight Kings have three wounds apiece. So they're counted as infantry. But they basically work like ogres? They're kind of a hybrid. I wonder if they have a stomp attack... Well, if they're just infantry, they won't. That's That's, what, that's the right. thing. That's Everyone's waiting to see this next book, Glotkin, when Glotkin comes out, book two. Yeah, and we'll see those stats. So, yeah, it's kind of a hybrid unit. So it's pretty cool that they're doing that. Yeah. I like it. I'm just curious if it's going to say infantry in the new book or if it's going to say monstrous mm-hmm. infantry-like. Because if it literally stays infantry, that's weird to have a, well, I mean, a th- three-model infantry model. They won't get stomped. They can be stomped. That's the weird thing.
1: Yeah, that is the weird thing. But maybe they'll make up for that with a good armor save, toughness, and number of attacks.
0: I mean, it basically it's got all the stats of of a monstrous infantry, but it doesn't. It's not listed as monstrous infantry. So, right? Well, if it's
1: not, if the stats make up for it, you're only losing a stomp, right?
0: Yeah. And And I guess
1: do you need three three for a rank and six? Well, no, infantry would be five. If it's That's infantry, what I'm saying. Though, fine, would, they, yeah. would they have a different ruling for this type of infantry? I
0: don't know. But with the uh, movement's only four, but with weapon skill six, strength four, toughness five, initiative five, mm. three attacks—they're—they're they're, they're pretty good.
1: They are pretty good.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just at forty points a model. I mean, they're are they leadership eight? Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty good. And then the character model: gut rot, spume. Um, his weapon skills eight, strength and toughness five, four wounds, initiative seven, five attacks, leadership ten. Hmm. He's two hundred and fifty points. Jeez! <laughs> Remember that in the end times, you can spend fifty percent of your points on
2: lures. Right? Yeah, here there it you It actually go.
0: says it in here, like in parentheses under his entry. Now,
1: to remind you, we were talking a little bit. Um off air about this guy. The, the this is the guy with the whose left side is all tentacles. Yeah. I I personally like it. I think it looks awesome.
0: Um I I'm not certain how I feel about it. It's it I mean and maybe it's the paint job, but it almost looks too clean for Nurgle if that makes any sense. It's like he's all fat and there's a couple of weird holes, but it's all like this weird like Kraken's teeth and mouth right. and tentacles.
1: I I like it. Uh, I think the clean paint job is it helps make the model because you don't really lose it in all the gore and 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 pus that you normally see with Nurgle stuff. This is a nice clean. It's grotesque, but it's it's clean where you can see everything.
0: Yeah, I, I, and I suppose you know you can have Nurgle stuff that's not all. Well, I mean, well, like you said at the beginning of the show, you've got the leper, the demon, and the fallen warrior. Yeah. Uh, and that this I, is
1: obviously the demon.
0: Well, I was thinking this is the fallen warrior because he's the warrior, you know, mm. and uh, you know it, it describes him in in the in the white dwarf as the uh, blessed by Father Nurgle for his bravery and tenacity, ah, uh, okay, and stuff like that. And that was in from the beginning of the show. I was actually that was out of White Dwarf, uh, you know, the three aspects of Nurgle, right? And so not everybody has to be all pussy and gross and mm-hmm. stuff like that so it is pretty cool all things being equal um but uh like i said hey i'm a fanboy i like all these models i know everybody's already making their own custom conversions but i look at these and i think wow these are pretty darn hot just the way they are like i
1: yeah i have to agree they you know if you compare it to you know these and these other recent releases if you compare these to the other miniature companies out there the, the big players in my opinion this stuff just blows that the competition out of the water i mean it's just it's oh, just yeah. no competition yeah I mean, it, it they are expensive granted but you know i see where those dollars are going yeah it,
0: it's it's a you it's a you get what you pay for type of issue here at this point i mean yeah, they're what I mean. They wind up. I think they wind up being what about ten bucks a model? Isn't it like fifty bucks for the box of those five? I think blankets? it's fifty-five. Yeah. Oh, so even eleven bucks a mile. So it ain't cheap, but damn, like it's it's top-notch these things. So we are definitely in agreement there. And then we've got the next week. They come out with all these Maggot Lords or Magath Lords, mm-hmm. and these guys are going to be seventy-six dollars each, and each of them are pretty cool i mean there's slight variations there's enough of a variation though that they at least look a little different i mean they all have the big open round mouths with all sorts of teeth which mm-hmm. like there's not really a jaw there That you know what i'm saying it doesn't it right. doesn't look like two jaws it's, it's a teeth. maw. <laughs> yeah
1: um it's like a sarlacc pit with appendages. Exa-
0: exactly but uh each of them is cool, and they each got their own little specialty. I mean,
1: mm-hmm. even the names are cool. Yeah, uh, Maggot Lord, Morbidex, Twice Born, Blowab, Ratspawn. Yeah, orgots Demon Spew. They're just fun to say.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Blowab, Spawn. and that's the one that's spitting there That's got the uh, strength three four in the center, twenty four inch uh, stone thrower. This is the guy that's spitting out that big. Uh-huh. Gross thing. The Morbidex twice born... Wait. Yeah, Morbidex twice born. He's got, uh... Every model in, in contact takes a hit. And stuff like that. And and Nurglings get regen around him. So are trying to make Nurglings worth stuff, throwing out little chaffy. And then Demon Spew's got, uh... He must have a breath weapon or something. Um... Yeah, he's got a six-inch shooting attack, Uh, strength floor, killing blow, poison attack, quick to fire. Okay. Which is a weird. So it's just just one shot, but it's poison and killing blow. So (laughs) hitting on six automatically wounds. Wounding Hmm. on six kills.
1: It's fluffy, and it works.
0: Yep yes yeah, and it's, and
1: again, the price on these doesn't bother me seventy six dollars for what is really a centerpiece model right right um
0: and i mean they are it is uh it's a, it's considered a monster special character, so these are i don't know if they're lords or heroes let's see his points are towards lord allowances so this is where you start seeing that uh uh, up to
1: fifty percent Lords
0: right now, in. we discussed that and uh that's I guess that's the next part of uh news and rumors is GW put out FAQs
1: yeah this is a big one these came out yesterday as of this recording right uh, and Twitter Facebook forums all of it has just blown up
0: yep you know it's really funny now okay let's let's skip the big one in the room which is the fifty percent and go to the other two minor ones mmm they updated. They they the Nagash book, and if you read the the Battle for Ruined Lamia uh, scenario, uh, units cannot march through areas of rubble. So they felt the need to <sighs> FAQ that. Oh, Just, that was
1: a, that was a big one. We couldn't play any games until we got
0: that clarified. So. Well, you know, yeah, <laughs> Whew, thanks for clarifying <laughs> yeah. that. You can't march through the rubble. Uh, Wood Elves got um, their update. Uh, no amendments, no FAQs, but one errata: the Shroud of Despair. Change it to: until the start of the caster's next magic phase, the targets cannot benefit from Hold Your Ground or Inspiring Presence. And so, I'm not even hundred percent certain what the Shroud of Despair did in the first place. That that needed. Oh, are you
1: kidding? That's that's uh, it's like up there with the Crown of Command and the old Power Scroll. Game breaking. I'm just kidding. I have no idea either. <laughs> it's,
0: okay. It's the lore of dark magic. It's uh, let's see, a hex targets all units within 12 inches. It said hold the line or inspiring presence. It's actually hold your ground. Uh, oh, I see. Okay. So that was literally a typo. Right. So, cause hold the line is the, uh, it's the empire empire Especially thing, it. but it's, it's the hold your ground. It's the, uh, so basically you don't get the benefit of your BSB or your general, right? All right, so that's fixed. No other questions about wood elves, though. None, <laughs> or, or never mind the other books that uh, have been released that have no FAQ. No questions on dwarfs. No questions on dark elves. dark elves. No questions about lizard men. Mm. But, you know, hey, they're clear. Those were those are some tight rules. Perfect. I guess that's a succession of perfect books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, because uh, you know, hey, the answers are obvious. Just because you don't get it. I, right. can't, I can't help that, that you don't know how to read these rules the way the writers intended. Right, right. That's, that's a little annoying. And there's some people who are really pissed. Well, I can understand that. I mean, you... dude, seriously, you know that these guys that work there at least, are, I mean, it's not like when you work for GW, you just aren't allowed to look at forums. You have no idea what's going on in the Warhammer community. They know these questions are out there. It's like, damn, answer the questions.
1: Well, the other thing is, you know, people theorize that they added this in to facilitate the sales of these new Maggot Lords, these new characters, because they they want you to buy, you know, these these character models so you can fill up your fifty percent allowance that you're now allowed. That's, and I think that's part of the reason why some people are frustrated. Is you look, you could have addressed all these FAQs and all these other books to make the game better, but no, you add you FAQed this thing to to facilitate sales, right? And that's and, fine. I get it. They're a business. I don't mind that.
0: Um, well, so that's the, that's the rules, though. So now, basically, the, uh, the BRB was updated. So now it's 50% lords, 50% heroes, and the lore of undeath is available to any wizard. Mm-hmm. So that's straight up, full on. So all, i got to say, I was surprised. I was certain that that was not...
1: That's not going to happen. Yeah, I totally agree. It was not any sort of happening event in my mind at all that this would happen.
0: People were on on the forums screaming and yelling at each other, and I was sitting back and laughing at all of it. And um, I was just—I was certain. I'm like, "There's no way. There's no way." Because why? I mean, why would you do that for the whole game system? This is one chunk of time. In the Warhammer universe, mm-hmm. um, you know, people are saying now, now ninth is definitely going to be. And I, I got it. Okay, I'm just throwing it out there. Nobody knows what's got. Nobody knows what's in ninth. To sit there and say this is what ninth is going to be, you know. Well, it's all knee-jerk reactions,
1: conjecture. My personal theory is that they, they, this is a temporary thing. They put this in there so that when ninth does come about, it'll be a better system than this. And well, everyone will wholeheartedly embrace that so new system. And you are have, not a fan. In the meantime, well, in the meantime, they'll have sold all their, you know, hero models and new kits. Uh, people will play it, and then they'll move on to ninth. That's that's my thinking. Am I a fan of it? Um, I don't know.
0: Um, I personally don't care. I got to be honest with you. Um, I don't know if it's a good rule or a bad rule. Uh, I've been writing up just coming to get you know, just doing a couple of lists while I was sitting around on this on the line this afternoon, pulled up my books, and um for my dwarfs and my VC I really didn't use that many more. I used about four to five percent more in my slots for my lists. Um I just found making a list of all characters became really I, I didn't have much. I didn't have. There wasn't enough in my list. Like it was like I, I, I couldn't see that doing well. You know. So so
1: you wouldn't. Uh, the reason I am not. I'm, I'm noncommittal as of yet is because gameplay wise, I guess it could be fun if you're running a bunch of superpower super powerful characters and they're just mopping up. That could be fun. But the reason that I hesitate is because the reason I love this game is the rank and file, the units, the big battle line, and orchestrating Me too. combats. Me too. Um,
0: and I think that and if
1: that goes away, I think that takes away from the game as we know it.
0: Because seriously, even in a 2,400... I mean, on a 2,400-point list, those maggot lords are, I think, 625 apiece. You still couldn't take two of them. Mm. That'd still go over your 50%. And quite frankly, I don't know that I want to play a game that's three giant guys like that and then a couple of units like
1: some fast cab units or something.
0: Right. You know, um, I, I mean, it's what it's once you get down, even though they're really big monster, you know, I mean, I suppose you could play a game here, Chris, you get two maggot lords and some Nurgle guys. I'll have two more Tarks and some zombies. Let's go. But it seems like war machine.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a discussion for another episode. I feel I, that that's, I have opinions on that, but we can talk about that, uh, later. Right. Uh,
0: like I said, I'm I'm just I'm waiting to see what happens. So for me personally, this this percentage change, and it's just me. And I mean, I'm not say, I have no idea how the whole scene's going to go. I mean, you, you I mean you've seen on Twitter they're already talking in England. You know, these guys are like, I don't think we should just change the percentages back. That's changing the game too much. But we should probably just ban duplicate lord types, you know. Do- yeah, that's not a bad solution. I, I think that would help. Well, I think that's what everybody's fear is. I'm going to take two demon princes and, you know, they'll well no, you can only take one. I oh, well,
1: mm, you know. think I think you have to let things play out. Let 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 people yeah. play the games if they want to do double demon prince or whatever. Let let them have, you know, give yeah. them that that window, however, uh, you know, 6 months a year, whatever it is and
0: Well, and you know, and if, I listen to, You know, I listen to a uh, 40K podcast as well because I do like 40K even though I don't play it. And um, you listen to the independent characters and they constantly talk about how you need to have a conversation before you play with 40K now because they have unbound armies. Yeah, heard, unbound yeah, armies there's all so stuff. many different ways to build an so army. So it's like now. just make sure you know what you're coming to the table. So outside of tournaments, I I, see, I don't see any problem with this outside of the tournament scene. Because if you and I are getting together to play, we're already saying, hey, what do you want to take, you know?
1: So just a quick conversation between you and I. But the tournament is different, though.
0: And and that's up to the TOs. And once again, you vote with your dollar. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm allowing 50%, no limitations. Take as filthy and hardcore as a list as you want. In fact, I'm giving bonus points to the armies that have the fewest models. Okay, well, I'm not going, you know? I mean, I don't expect anyone to do that, but... You know, well, what I think
1: th- the fear is, though, yeah, you vote with your dollar, but then, you know, the, the tournament and the scene that we've embraced, what if it changes or if it's, it becomes depleted because people lose interest, they go somewhere else? That's what I fear
0: well, and is would happen. I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't either. And there's always the chance of that happening. But my guess is if you're the TO and you've been running tournaments for a couple of years and you've got your tournament and you're sort of established and you embrace all these rules and suddenly – nobody comes to your tournament, I'm guessing the next time you run that tournament, you're changing the rules. Because, let's face it, TOs want to have successful tournaments. right? And if everybody votes no with their dollar, you're not going to see the community crumble. You're going to see these tournaments adjust to where the community wants them to be. I'm Like I said, dude, I'm happy just to play. this, <laughs> You know, hey, I got a game in. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I hear so, you.
1: I, I've way too much invested in this hobby and game to just...
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, walk I, I and I have faith in the community. I don't think it's going to fail. I don't think it's going to get ridiculous and get stupid um, just because I don't think I don't think that's what people want. And quite frankly, we've invested so much in these hordes and all of our big units. Yeah,
1: Studfast, Ranks. And- yeah,
0: we've invested so much into this. Do you really, well, geez, I want to go start going to tournaments where I only bring 12 models. Well, what am I doing with all these models I painted and spent all this time on? Mm-hmm. Who wants to put those in the bag and leave them in the closet?
1: You know. Yeah, and, and and you know those steadfast rules and and all that that's still there. So
0: yeah, which and that's the other thing. Let's face it, uh, you're you're one giant character monster rider thing. Even if I don't have cannons, you know I've got a static combat res of five on you because of all my all my stuff.
1: Right, and you're only going to kill. You only have so many attacks and a Thunderstomp or whatever. You're only going to kill so
0: many zombies or exactly. goblins,
1: so that, you know, a turn. So.
0: And, and then, well, I'm going to charge all of them into your unit and smash your unit. Okay, well, then all my other stuff is there, you know. I mean, there's so many counters to this. I'm not, I mean, granted, I'm, I'm waiting to see because you never know what's going to happen. But I'm optimistic that our community is not stupid. Right, and it won't well, get
1: stupid. <laughs> you know. Well, what I am looking forward to hearing about, though, um, and maybe you could cover this in a garage gamer se- uh, session, is Ooh. how this will impact the, the the masters. What are they? How are they going to? Are they going to embrace this change? Because it is <laughs> official. <laughs> It's official. It's GW sanctioned. I say we
0: embrace it and we throw it in there and we force it down the throats of all those complainers who are going to hate it. Throw and it
1: then, in there and let them fight it out. Yeah, I'm
0: just because I know the, the the Northeast is is, is right now they're all having migraines and and and, and conniption fits over this. So I, I just uh, you know it's just it's, sure it's it's, uh-huh. it's fun to it's it's fun to dig a needle under their fingernails sometimes. <laughs> so. <laughs>
1: Well, I think Jerry has jury and the committee has their work cut out for them in terms of, and I wonder like what the ETC will do. Well, well will, they're going they with.
0: Appreciate- well, I know right now at least the uh, masters they go with Swedish comp, and Swedish comp doesn't really allow for that. So I don't, I I don't think at least this year you're going to see fifty percent rule jumping in there because they're going with that swedish comp but which yeah, hasn't adjusted yeah.
1: for it. The thing is swedish comp though was cl- very it was very much closer to the game straight out of the book because it, it, it didn't change how you could build things. It scored you on on how you well, could yeah, build. Yeah, swedish
0: things. comp does it, but then you go to the the 5000 page you know FAQ where they went and changed every damn rule in the book and made infinite uh, and that's, stuff a, again, that's but...
1: a different argument though but at its core this new lord's 50 percent thing is just a massive massive variable that you just can't
0: right ignore
1: and if you do ignore it then you risk becoming obsolete as the game evolves and your tournament doesn't
0: true no exactly. So that's that's the
1: impasse i wonder how they're going to deal with that
0: i i'm interested to see what they do too i'm not a voter i am just the mouthpiece i am the i am their social media outlet Right. So they can vote, and uh, you can have them scream and yell. Uh, if you want to get some good laughs, go to WarGamersUSA.com because they are at each other's throats about this again. Um, but, <laughs> hot, yeah,
1: get some popcorn and exactly,
0: for- uh, dude. You know, here's the thing: you know, people. There's some people are acting like it's the 25% rule has been around since like first edition, and it hasn't. I mean, I know seventh ed was slots. Remember slots? Yeah, there was no point limit. You could take a tricked out Lord and a Star Dragon and jam them in there if you played the game. It was just based on the size of your game. I don't remember what sixth edition had. I know they had percentages a long time ago, but you know, editions change. It's not like this is the way. You know, Warhammer's always been this way, and don't change it. You're you're having fun wrong. Okay, sorry.
1: So yeah, I don't I don't get that. I, I think. <laughs> that gets misconstrued. Like I people feel like their form of fun is, is being threatened or jeopardized. So they say, Well, I enjoy the game, you know, this way and people perceive it as, Oh, you're trying to tell me how to I should play my game. I don't think that's the case. I think you know what I mean? They're saying my view of the game at its yeah. best is X. I'm yeah. not trying to tell you how you well, should I mean, think it.
0: Some people are trying to tell you how you should think it when yeah, you know, yeah. that, that that happens and that's where that's when I get out the popcorn. Right. Anyone well, who thinks this is the way you should play is a moron and a dummy, and we all know that they, right. you know. Well, when you, you know, a, the, with the internet sucks, and you suck, and your grandmother sucks eggs, and you yeah. should all just die in a fire, because I hope GW goes bankrupt. Okay.
1: Well, that's, that's excellent. The, the internet age allows everyone to have a, a a bullhorn, and when everyone has a bullhorn, it's a lot of noise. <laughs> Ooh,
0: when everyone has a bullhorn, it's a lot of noise. I'm, I'm. I'm writing that's an inspirational uh, I'm putting it oh, up oh okay a nice inspirational quote
1: <laughs> by by your friends at Garage Hammer
0: well <laughs> everyone has a bullhorn
1: all lot you of get horns. is noise
0: there you go excellent alright so uh, should we take a break come back with the yeah. toolbox by Cameron absolutely Tour yes, yes let's do it alright we'll be back Yes, super we're, back, we're back, we're back, we're back, 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 back. back, back. With the toolbox, with the tool Superstore. Superstore.
1: <laughs>
0: so, uh, I'm this should be a big, good. This should be a big toolbox, right? <laughs> yeah, my toolbox is large. Hefty Smurf's hammer is big and heavy. So, uh, all right. Let's. Go.
1: <laughs> so, what you've been up to?
0: Oh boy. Okay, we're hitting the reading. Uh, I'm reading "Battle for the Abyss" for uh, after Ulinor. And I'm listening to Dead Six by Larry Korea because, like, uh, he's, like, my idol lately. Uh, I'm trying desperately to get him to come on for A Garage Gamer. It's very hard to mm-hmm. get a New York Times best-selling author to come on your show. You know, you could tell him, hey, we get about six to 7,000 downloads a show or something like that. Yeah. Or we have six to 7,000 listeners or whatever it is. It's like, yeah, I, I, talked to, I, I got, like, 10 times that on my blog. Why do I need to come uh-huh. on your show? Not that he said that, but. I'm sure – well, do you talk to him directly or as publicist? Well, I'm or does actually, he have a publicist? I don't know if he has a publicist. He's got a blog. He's got a Twitter. He's got a Facebook. I'm trying to reach him. Mm. I talked to him at Gen Con, and he said, hey, you can reach me on the on the Monster Hunter Nation forum, but there's no actual how to reach him directly thing listed there that I could find. Uh, so I'm just, trying – just...
1: Just post to him in general and he'll probably see it.
0: That's what I'm thinking. But, you know, you, you worry about being too pesty. You know what I mean? Right. So we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, you know that's what I've been reading. I actually I've stepped back a little bit from reading after pounding through Nagash as fast <laughs> right. as humanly possible yeah. and covering it for hours upon hours. So yeah. I'm assuming you haven't read a damn thing since
1: Nagash. Uh, nothing for pleasure. It's all work related. How to you know reprogram a blog so it oh. design wise it looks different. You know that kind of dry stuff.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah,
1: yeah, good yeah. times.
0: So that's that's about it for the reading. Although, like I said, I would suggest the. Uh, in fact, a couple. I just got a tweet today from somebody who said they uh, they picked up Monster Hunter International. I've gotten a bunch of people to pick that series up. That one's really fun, and actually, my son and his friends have picked it up. And uh, Harrison has listened to all the Monster Hunters, and now he's listening to the Grim Noir Chronicles, which is the other one, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun because, like, when he gets in the car, he's like, "Can you know? Can we can we plug in my?" Uh-huh. my phone and we can listen to the book because, you know, I have, Aud- I have all the books on Audible. And I'm like, sure. So now I'm hearing it again. I'm like, oh, man, I want to read it cool. again. That's cool.
1: That's cool to listen to it with your son. That, well, the funny
0: part is I've already listened to them all, so as the as right. the parts are coming up, I'm kind of glancing over and kind of gauging his expressions and, uh... you know, he's like, oh, my God, Dad, you, you, he just... He, <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, no! I'm like, yep. That's awesome. Oh, it was, Yeah. Especially that last, the fifth Monster Hunter International book was this huge, uh, there's a couple of characters, Franks, who is an agent in the government, who is, his name is Franks, and he's basically, he's sort of like the Frankenstein monster, sort of, and he's fighting a character who is a werewolf. So you basically, people have been asking for it since like book two, the square off between Frankenstein versus the Wolfman, and this ridiculously huge battle where they're like you know hitting each other with grand pianos and refrigerators and stuff and just like oh, I mean there's a part where his bone actually breaks and he picks and grabs the broken off and just jamming you know his his arm breaks where the bone is sticking out of the mm-hmm. skin and he like just reaches over and just starts stabbing the other guy into like his face with the bone fragment. Jam. I mean, it's just like so violent and so over the top. Sounds tasty. Oh, it's it's fantastic. It's quality violence. It really is. <laughs> uh, but, what
1: uh, more could you ask?
0: Exactly. So that's it for my reading. So I suppose you should move on to uh, to hobbying. So what have you been doing? Because you've been doing a lot.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, let's start with um, Orcs and Goblins. I, I started, I have to make a confession.
0: Oh really? Yes,
1: yes. So you know how we talked about not painting under deadlines for tournaments or whatever. Just not painting under pressure, right? I I, I broke down and I did it. Um,
0: I, don't feel, so, I feel so dirty. Don't I know, but
1: I I was you know I was on a mission to not do that ever again because I didn't want to you know be under stress and paint under duress. But uh, I made a last minute change for my Screw City list. I decided, you know what. Grimgore and his horde of black orcs isn't cutting it. I'm going to go with a horde of trolls, 18 trolls. So I only had 15, and only six of those, most of six of them were painted. So I had to, <laughs> I had to buy the three extra, assemble them, and then for about 10 days, I painted the rest of the, these 12 trolls.
0: That's actually before we were recording part five, and you were between family life and getting those trolls painted. You're like, oh, I'm so busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You exactly. were freaking
1: out. A little bit because I wanted to get them done because I had submitted my list so I was committed. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, I sat my wife down. I'm like, look, the next ten days is going to be extremely crazy because I got to get these trolls painted. And she looked at me, and rolls her eyes, like, oh, here we go again. But, <laughs> so, <laughs> but I did get them done, and uh, I'm I'm happy with how they turned out. Um, but and the the great thing about it is from now on I can feel trolls and. Units of fours and sixes, eights, tens, a horde of eighteen, because I have all eighteen painted.
0: Yeah, it's it's nice, ain't it? It is, yeah. So you you, now, but you weren't necessarily trying to paint for a tournament. You just basically realized after a couple of practice games that your list wasn't working for you, and uh, you, you hey, made a change. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that happens. It's you know, it, at least it's not like I I wrote up a list and now I have to paint a whole army in a week. I mean, you ain't Brandon Palmer. Not,
1: not necessarily to that extent, but you know, it's it's funny. This game is, you know, oh, I'm going to change my list to include that unit, and all of a sudden, that becomes the priority. You yep. got to get it painted and on the table. It's it's funny how this. We're kind of a slave to our hobby in that respect.
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, heck, I go to work for my hobby because, you know, it's where <laughs> I need more money. Yeah, uh, yeah, same here. So, um, I used to be so working for the man. Now I'm working for GW. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's uh, been the Orc and Goblin side of things. And the other thing is, you know, after five years of playing Orcs and Goblins before that High Elves, I finally have decided on a third army. It's
0: about freaking time. I know.
1: I know. Uh, that it's it's going to be demons. Good call. I'm I'm embracing the filth Augie, wherever you are. <laughs> and um, and i I think I'm going to go with um all <laughs>
0: Embrace the filth Augie. <laughs> that was the that was the uh Bad Dice commercial, right?
1: Exactly. exactly. Nice. Um, okay. Um yeah, I'm going to try the slash demon route. Ooh. And so I've been furiously, you know, wheeling and dealing, getting models cuz I have a 2400 point list in
0: mind. I just have to build it now. So how many uh, magic users you got in that list?
1: uh, We'll have two. It'll have a keeper of secrets who will be a level four and then one herald who will be a level one.
0: Okay. So you're going to wind up with both of those stupid spells where you get the random movement and annoy the crap out of me. Uh,
1: Possibly. If I go with um, the lore of slanesh, which I like and I'm leaning towards, then yes, I I could.
0: It's a a good lore. It is. And it just irritates the crap out of your opponent, too.
1: Yeah, controlling the other person's movement by D6, random movement. I mean, that's huge. They can't – the other thing is um, it makes – since the random movement, they can't flee a charge. So those skink clouds and stuff, you can sort of hamper what they're trying to do. You probably wouldn't care as much since you're already like,
0: Dude, Chris Walker almost – I mean, the only reason at bits that I had such a close game with Chris Walker is because he failed his freaking frenzy check. Because mm-hmm. I kept random moving D6 towards him with my vampire crazy unit trying to get his big unit of warriors. Oh, was he casting that on you? Yes, he kept casting oh, on me and then so backing up. So I couldn't catch him. I see, okay. And then like, he was always just about outside of six inches because I'd move the random movement and I'd mm-hmm. roll like a three. I move forward three inches. He'd back up a couple inches. Right. And we just kept doing that. And then finally like, turned like five. He fails his frenzy check. Has to charge me and charges in the only reason I got any points like seriously he was it was like a it went from a 16-4 to like an 11-9
1: oof that's a big
0: big yeah. change i mean he was pounding on me i had picked up his chaff and that was it and that stupid pair the pair of those two spells together
1: i think i can see that driving you crazy cuz you're meticulous with your movement <sighs> So if, you're, if that's taken out of your hands... I yeah, and really then my magic anything.
0: phases weren't, weren't going so well, so he was always able to stop my uh, Van Hels.
1: Right, yeah. Because if I could have Van difference. Helsed up to
0: one inch away, then he... Be- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's crazy. And the thing is, and this... You know, I am not one to generally complain about GW's rules because I like the game in general. But basically putting two almost identical spells into the same lore. You know, one... Gives you random movement d6 and one gives you random movement d6 plus it may do wounds. It's still two random movements d6. It's right. crippling if your opponent gets both of those spells.
1: Mm-hmm. You've be- got to pick one to stop and the other one could get through.
0: Exactly. I mean, it's oh. it's so annoying. Did, of course, the other thing. Of
1: annoying. Well, that's that's yeah. You're going to get a lot of annoying. So this RB is annoying
0: ride. and so is Sigvald. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Mm. The, the, the Dimensional <laughs> Cascade guys. Oh, I'm going to slap Aiden because... <laughs> That's such a great... gave a voice lover. to Sigvald that I never... <laughs> the weird effeminate German. Mm. Oh, I'm Sigvald.
2: <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I funny. love that podcast. They're so dopey. <laughs> I do enjoy them, though. Uh, um,
1: so let me... Bounce this off of you. For for this army Boying the GW. Oh, good sound Sorry. The GW line of Slenish models for demons yes. in general I find it kind of weak. It's some models are dated. The whole lobster claw aesthetic is not really for me.
0: Didn't they always have lobster claws? They did, yeah Yeah. I don't mind that. I just think they should have pretty faces. I mean, that's, yeah, personally, yeah. I, mean, I mean, granted, you know, they're supposed to give off that. And I remember reading about them in the fluff and then they showed up in uh, uh, Gotrek and Felix novel. And it's like they give off that soporific musk and it makes men sort of like, oh, like, you know, yeah, it's they're like, supposed to be like alluring. Well, it's like a pheromones. They give off these pheromones that drive men crazy and sort of slow. But they should look pretty like they, you can have the weird lobster claw and the weird messed up body but mm-hmm. you got that pretty face and the musk, and the guys are just like all oh, like, oh, right, right.
1: And they think, look almost alien. You know, they have like the the big black eyes and the yeah. claws. Yeah, it's, so they they weren't working for me. So instead, I'm going to use. Um, and you know, I have talked about this the the dark elf sisters of slaughter, the one with the golden masks that you never see because everyone uses them as witch elves instead. Right. I'll, I'm going to use those as my demonettes because those are great looking models.
0: See, and the funny thing is, is I've got a bunch of sisters of slaughter heads. Because mm-hmm. when I start, when I finish painting my my dwarfs, which we'll get to, I am going to start building all of my demons, mm-hmm. and I'm replacing all the heads with the Sisters of Slaughter heads. Because I hate the heads. I'll put them in a golden mask and have them look all. Even if you paint those right. masks like like they were normal faces, it would be better than the demonette heads. Uh,
1: yeah, but, yeah the, the demon head. I guess this is where you and I differ. The the heads I'm okay with. It's the claws that drive me crazy. Oh, see, I'm
0: the opposite. I don't mind the claws. Oh. I, I just I, I hate the heads. Right.
1: So yeah, that's that's what I'll be using there. And Unless you
0: got three young boys at home. You don't need all those booby models. You can have the nice. Uh,
1: well, we'll we'll get to that.
0: <laughs> we'll get to there. Could be some. So
1: well, well, uh, goodness.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: for the fiends, which I, is also a horrible model, but great in the game. Yeah, um, I think I'm going to use a bunch of privateer press models. I, it's probably somewhat of a controversial choice, but Legion of Everblight stuff, which is sort of like the sightless, sort of demonic dragons, I yeah. think is a good aesthetic.
0: Yeah, Everblight in uh, War Machine is, is one of the dragons, and so yeah, his whole legion is, yeah, yeah. dragon so I, spawn and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that could work well for The Fiend, so I'm collecting a bunch of those um, for for those.
0: Hey, it works for me, man. I think it's a great idea. Thanks. You know? nice. Those, yeah. those I I don't mind the fiends. They're like weird scorpions with long tongues. But once again, Slanesh, that whole alluring thing—it just mm-hmm. I'm not buying. it. And if you know, if you're not going to be all alluring, then you know, pick whatever the hell you want. <laughs> because
1: right, right. Because
0: the ever—it's not like the everblade is any more alluring, but it's no uh, more silly uh, no,
1: than the. But it's more. I don't know what the word is it, the fact that they don't they don't have any eyes and it's they're all teeth. Yeah, they look menacing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, I it, like it, I
0: you've already I mean we've discussed your choice. I like I like it.
1: Yeah. So that's that. Uh for Soul Grinder, again, the Legion of Everblight has this huge it's like a $150 model called an Archangel. It's like this big dragon. That's really cool. But... Yeah, I think that could be I mean it doesn't fly, the Soul Grinder, but you know, it moves fast enough. Right. Um you know, so that's
0: privateer press is such a lower price point to get into. They have single models that are 150 bucks.
1: Right, so. right, and it's all metal, so that's oh, going to be fun to put. Have together.
0: fun.
2: I, I will, dude. I, will. I haven't
0: used I haven't used my drill for anything other than uh, drilling holes in the mantic bases to put uh, magnets in. In so long, I do not.
2: I, I do not envy
0: you pinning the. You know every. Uh, you do not have yeah. you pinning, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm. I'm not looking
1: forward. Uh, the end product, the end result, I'm looking forward to, but not the process.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um,
1: uh, dark the the dark Eldar on the 40k side have a bunch of cool characters that i I think I'm going to pick and choose from for heralds. Oh, cool! And then the uh, the seekers, the fast cav option. We've talked you, about this. What are you before. looking
0: at in the dark elves for the for the heralds?
1: Uh, I'll have to pull that up. I have a spreadsheet see heralds are going to consist of a succubus okay Um, let me see if I can
0: let me hold on I'm going to look if I can pull that up too oh uh,
1: this is a possible one she's sort of a red haired female dark dark Eldar. she's holding a whip in one hand and oh okay yeah the the
0: character yeah the female okay
1: yeah uh, she's she's possible. I, now that I look at it, I'm not quite sure on, on that idea. You know what
0: I was thinking, and it's it's some of the new the newer models for the uh, in the in the white dwarf. They just came out with some. They've you know they've sort of pushed these these. Well, I like the incubi as warriors, but that the Racks.
1: Oh yeah, those guys are cool too.
0: Well, you know they've got all that bizarre stuff, and if you can t- sort of trim off the actual weapon parts, just the. You know the weird leathered out, you know bottom mm-hmm. halves, and then the
1: just kind of S and M sort of look.
0: Yeah, with all the weird muscular crap on the. T- I mean, it totally looks like it could, this could totally be slanesh stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, heck, the Dark Eldar birth or the Eldar birth the slanesh, and the Dark Eldar have sort of embraced it. So, mm-hmm. right, you know, anything that you find from. From their line would would work, you know. I just
1: I just have to be careful because it does look uh, borderline steampunk sci-fi, you know, kind of gothic sci-fi. I mean, that's what it is, but right. It, you have to be careful because there's a lot of guns and
0: well, right, and you got to sort got of to play with that. The other things you could even try, and it might fit your demon aesthetic better. Have you looked at the mandrakes?
1: Yeah, those are the kind of the faceless.
0: Dudes. They got all that hair in their face. They sort yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. Actually, they remind me of Morlocks from uh, the... with the time machine. Oh, yeah. Oh. But they all have... They're all holding, like, bladed weapons. There's no mm-hmm. guns. They're definitely not normal. You know, um, they've got those... The the. the I mean, they could be used for that. Yeah, I can see that, too. And they, they would... You they wouldn't need to... Um... You wouldn't need to. Uh, what do you call it? Um, Convert any weapons or anything. Exactly, and uh, you know, thirty-three bucks for a box of five. Uh, you know, as far right. as GW prices go, that's a flipping bargain.
1: Right. So uh, it depends on you know what what do I use them for.
0: Well, I mean, if you're going to use them as you know your little heralds or something like that, yeah, yeah that's because you know I mean in the in the book they're all painted up black with the green glowing runes, but you could mm-hmm. totally do them flesh colored. Or mm-hmm. the purple with the purple runes, and they would totally work. I True, mean, you know, if you're True. going to do your own sort of sort of army thing.
1: Yeah, so I'll play with the, the heralds. The um, the other thing that I I'm doing, and I just you know got out of an eBay bidding war for these bits is uh, you know those um, slenish seekers where we talked about the writers look like they should be hunched over and not sitting up. Yes, they should be. They need to be your crotch converted. rocket yeah. versus uh. Uh, Hog motorcycle. I said
0: that the day those came out, and even with the uh, Marauders that ride them, same thing. I'm in total
1: agreement with that. So, I I bought some pieces. Actually, since we're talking about Dark Eldar, those those uh, Dark Eldar bikes where they are hunched over, oh, rocket style, right, right, right. Um, I I found some of those bits, the legs and torsos on eBay, a set of three of those, and the arms. I ended okay. up paying like thirty bucks Oof. for those bits. Yeah, it was massive. And uh, the, the bid ended on like a Tuesday afternoon. I'm like, oh, this will be a cakewalk. Who watches eBay on a Tuesday afternoon? Well, apparently someone out there was because they just wouldn't let him go.
0: But, but you uh, won it because. Darn. Yeah,
1: yeah, I did. So it's only – but again, it's only three of them.
0: That's the only thing with eBay is that you're so anonymous. You can be like, I'm Chris you, damn it. Right, right. <laughs> Garage Hammer, off. get out of the way. Garage Hammer,
2: get out of the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to trying my
1: hand at converting those because those demonettes sitting back on those seekers drives me crazy. I, I, uh, I could know. not feel I those. Know. I know.
0: And that's not a bad idea with those because I'm – I looked at mine because I have a box of them too, and I just keep going. I, I'm gonna have to get really good at converting because this is crap of the first order.
1: Mm-hmm. Just
0: doesn't look right. It can't move that fast, and you're sitting up, striding straight up and down, dude. Even when people ride horses, when horses are in full gallop, they lean. They lean forward. forward. Totally. That was a whoever sculpted that needs a beating, and I'm not one to generally attack sculptors. You know because yeah they're way better. Than I am at that job. But that was a huge hunk and mistake.
1: It, mean, yeah, it was. It was. They did the same thing on the uh, the warlocks. They're all hunched over too. For for the uh, the dark elves.
0: Yeah, they're hun- they are hunched forward, or not? Yeah,
1: yeah they are. They yeah. are. So you know they, they it can be done.
0: Uh, whoever, like I said, whoever did it did made a mistake. I mean. Yeah, certain certain sculptors do certain things. That sitting up straight thing was it? No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no.
1: So yeah, just to wrap up uh, my slenish efforts uh, with all these different models I'm using, that means I have to buy all the different bases. Um, the the dark elf witches, of course, are on twenty millimeters. I have to buy twenty five because that's what Demonettes are on. Uh, all the oh, fiends. that I'm I'm using these privateer press models don't come with bases, so I have to
0: buy a bunch of 40-mil squares. And you can get all of that through our friendly local gaming store. You need gifts and games. You can, yeah. Yeah, I I picked up a bunch of bases just the other day.
1: Ah, very good. (laughs) Yeah, I got my uh, first box of uh, Sisters of Slaughter from there as well. Nice, very nice. Uh, The final thing, and you mentioned – boobs and that's where these come in. Uh <laughs> keeper of secrets. I'm undecided. The the Forge World one looks really good, but so does the Mirce Mercy, Mirce. Uh they're both yeah. They're they're both really good. So I'm kind of at an impasse. I don't have to decide right now, but I don't know. Uh maybe I'll get both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Then, well, you can pick whichever one fits your fancy for that. Uh,
1: yeah, tonight I'll use the blonde one. Tomorrow <laughs> night we'll be the brunette.
0: we we'll listen to you.
1: <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> so uh, that's about it for my Slanesh. That's a lot of stuff going on. Slanesh and orcs and goblins. Yeah, yeah. But a lot has happened in this past month.
0: How about it? You've been you've been all, all up. Hey, I mean, that's big honking news. First time in five years you're starting a new army. It's big stuff,
2: yeah. Yeah. It's about time. Right?
0: Well, I mean when you got, you know, some of these best painted nominee armies, there's not much else uh. to do with it. You got to you got to try something new now. Yeah. So, uh-huh. it's looking good though. It's really nice. That's awesome. Thanks. That is really so, awesome. Tell us about your uh, your
1: hobby exploits. Well, you know what? We're
0: hitting the, we're hitting that 25-minute oh. mark. Why don't we take a quick break? Get in uh, you know, get our sponsors let them have their chance to talk and then we'll come back and we'll talk about mine cuz I'm going to I didn't do that much But I'll probably talk a whole lot So (laughs) Sounds like a plan Come
2: right back
1: From Tuesday night War Machine and Thursday Board Game Night to Friday night Magic, there's always something going on at Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake. Check them out on the web at uniquegg.com. Toolbox
0: Part Two. So, um, I've been doing a lot of building, um, Mm -hmm. but of course, the building is just an excuse to not paint at this point. Well, no, it still counts. Yeah, but I mean, dude, I have so much built. Like, there's, you know, I have so much built that needs painting. That sit around and build more is just, it's. I got to say, you know, I have said I'm not going to paint for any tournaments, and I don't really go to many tournaments, and I just kind of haven't been painting. In fact, Mm -hmm. um, I've had, uh, well, you know, like, what was it, last week or the week before I went on Twitter, and I'm just like, I'm having hobby wobbles, I don't know what to do with this painting, I don't know what to do, and by the way, thanks to all the people who chimed in, not only on Twitter, but some people emailed me, like, they are just like, dude, Dave, Here's what you should do. Like, I got a lot of people with suggestions and with ideas and stuff. Um, it's like your own support group. Yeah. It's, you know, hey, you know, you reach out to the community, and the community reaches back. It's really mm-hmm. nice, you know. Uh, but I did build a box of spirit hosts, and I built the more guests, which are those, you know, those hovering uh, new units from the Undead Legions. And mm. they are beautiful. Oh, those are amazing. And they are the biggest pains in your hiney to build. Why is that? Oh, my goodness. First of all, the Spirit Hosts, like, even with the instructions, it took me, like, several parts of this would take me minutes to just sit there and play with it to figure out exactly how it lines up. Because Hmm. it's like, well, it's touching at this point, and then it's kind of touching over here, and you're not exactly certain where these parts go together. It's just, it's, it's it's not intuitive at all. Like I'm Uh, looking. Are the
1: instructions not? Well, it comes with instructions, right?
0: Yes, and they show you sometimes from multiple angles, and it's still not clear. Like, Hmm. ask anyone who's built these Spirit Hosts. They look amazing when they're done, and they just it took. Forever to build them, and the same thing with the morgasts. Like you're putting things together, and part of it is, especially with the morgasts, like you're putting the torso and the legs together, and it just it doesn't make like you're looking at it and it doesn't make sense. Like this couldn't possibly go this way because there's a huge there, there's huge gaps mm-hmm. like because there's other parts you're going to put on later that cover up that gap. So rather than make the model and then cover up, like you know, rather than sculpt a part that no one's ever gonna see because it's completely one hundred percent covered up, mm-hmm. they just left a gap. And but you're putting it together, going, "This gap shouldn't be here. This makes no sense." And like you're sitting there, playing with it, playing with it, playing with it. Then you finally get it. and You're like, "I think this is right." Mm. And you're I, seriously, it took four. And they're such a pain to build. Final product, gorgeous.
1: Yeah, I saw two of them sitting on your
0: on your table and uh Oh yeah. So you you've muscled through it if you had two of them completely. Well, yeah, I mean that's the whole box. They come two in a box. So you know, they're like Mornfang. They come two in a box. Yeah. I built them I built them with the great weapons and the uh, I I I looked at them and tried to figure out a way if there's a way to pin or uh you know, magnetize to do the different parts and it was like no, this is a pain in the butt enough to build normally. I'm just building them with the great weapons. Uh, if it turns out that I really want them hand weapon shield, I'll buy another box. Mm. I mean, <laughs> you got me, G Dub. Right. Uh, right. And then part of it is like the ones that have the two hand weapons; they don't have as good of an armor save. And so, like the like the head, like the helmet,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like the the ones with two hand weapons don't have the helmet. So then it's like you gotta sort of either magnetize the the head differently. I was just like, nope, done. Just mm. building them this way. Not getting all that. Uh, I'm not getting all that uh ambitious. I'm just getting them built
1: small stops. I think that's got to be your motto.
0: you know what that has be that I'm glad you brought that up because that has become my mantra um, uh after that hobby wobble that I was having on Twitter, I got a call that night from rotor, and uh, he texted me. he's like, okay. You and me need to have a come to Jesus meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and so he calls me up. He's like, All right, let's let's be honest here. Um, what'd you paint? Two models? And I'm like, Four? Four test models. Yeah, not, none of them look good. And now you're quitting. And you're gonna go back to paint your VC. He's like, No, nope, no, you're not. No, you're not. He's like, You're never gonna get this army done if you put it aside. You are never gonna It was it was I gotta thank him because he and I like it's weird. It's like we don't, you know, we're, we're, we're several states away. Mm-hmm. We talk maybe maybe once a week. Oftentimes it's once every two or three weeks, you know, on the phone. Like we'll have a paint night and we'll start talking. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, he, you know, we get each other when it comes to hobby stuff.
2: And,
1: well, that's good. That's good that you kind of uh, had this intervention. If, oh, he, I bet if you. I picture it if you he were here with you in person having that conversation, he would have grabbed
0: you by the lapels and been like, snap
2: out of it, man. I'd have gotten slapped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly.
0: Well, you know, here, but here's the thing. Now, everybody who's listening to the show and he's like, look, I know you want to do this elves in their, or dwarfs in their, in their heyday. He's like, but you're, you know, you're talking about techniques and stuff that you don't know how to do. And he's like, and you're not painting enough. And it's you know, it's like any skill. You need to do it to get better at it. And right. then he asked me, he's like, Listen, what is your ultimate goal with these models? I'm like, I want them to be like my showcase army. I'm like, I'm not saying they have to win best painted, but it wouldn't be bad if, you know, maybe one or two people voted for me for players' choice, or if I was at least in the running, the top ten for best painted. And then he starts asking, was like, so what are the guys who do the best painted? Like what do they do that you're not doing? What do you need to do to do them? And I realized I have no idea. Yeah. Like, I don't <laughs> well, know. It's, it's a, he, it's, he's asking a very analytical questions, so I, I
1: do like where he's going with that. And I had He's no making answers. you ask yourself.
0: And he's like, so you don't even know what you want to do. Like, you, like you've like you got this idea. You don't know how to do it. You're trying. It's not working, so you're ready to scrap everything and go back to what you knew because it's easy to paint VC because they can be sloppy. And I was like, "Well, yeah, that's kind of what." I was like, "No, nope, no, nope, you're done. You're not doing that." He's just uh, like, and he said, and "Oh, he, he's calling you out big well, time." And here's the thing, and he was right. Remember when we did that? Uh, would you rather? And everybody Which one? said, well, "With the painting, would you rather paint an army oh, fast yeah. or take forever?" But when, and I was like, "I would rather take forever and win the best painted." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? That's that. That was a dumb choice on my part. Uh. <laughs> I'm just—I'm not at that level yet. I'm really not. Like I don't even have—I bl- don't even have smooth transitions in my blending down. He's like, you need to just practice more. So he basically said to me, he "said Listen, you know what you want to do with this army." He goes, "Sit down and paint your damn army." He goes, "Forget your non-metallic metals, which I'd already scrapped." He's mm-hmm. like, "I know you want to do this mother-of-pearl, but you might have to scrap it." And then I confessed to him that it would only be for the gromrail armor. Mm -hmm. which basically means uh, iron breakers and iron drakes, which are two units that aren't in my main list anyway. (laughs) So he's like, okay, why don't you put those on the back burner and start painting your hammers, your long beards, all that. He goes, get them to your tabletop standard. He goes, just go for that. Get your prime color, get your faces painted, get your shields painted, get get your bases. exactly.
2: Tabletop,
1: Get get it started.
0: Get it to tabletop standard. Plow through that army. Then if you want to go back and start trying out fancy techniques, you can always... It was kind of like the last Skull Bros episode where you can go back and touch Mm -hmm. up your models. He's like, you know, he's not saying go through it and just do a sloppy, quick job, you know? Right. Do a good job, but do a a good enough job where you can get these models on the table and bring them to a tournament. Because right now, I have four armies. I have three built and one half built. I've got wood elves, VC, dwarves, and I've got some demons built.
1: And well, only your dwar- or your VC are tournament yeah. legal,
0: right? They're the For only the ones that are tournament ready. Uh, the dwarves were until I sold all the old ones to buy the new ones. Mm. So I have one. He's like, you know, you have one army to play. And you know you want to play your dwarves. I'm like, yes, I do. So get them to tournament ready, then start worrying about. You can always go back and make them better. He goes, so just be careful and do get them to basic. And I was like, that's you know, I mean, it was just a really good, it was really good advice. It was the advice I needed.
1: Yeah, that that is actually really good advice. So is that the approach then that you're taking?
0: Yes, in fact, I've. uh, I built I've I've almost built every dwarf model I own. I've still got about 30 uh I got 30 uh, long beards to build. I got another box that can either be Iron Drakes or Iron Breakers that's sitting off on the side and I got my gyrocopters to build. Now I started building one of the gyrocopters, but it's one of those things that you have to do and this is another tangent and I apologize. Uh
1: it's that, that's the one where we have to build it in modules. Yes, right, to, in order to paint it.
0: Yes, it's got to be partial assembly and then painting. Um, and I'm and I'm not good at that. Like that's not. I I just. Well, wait. Why
1: not? Because you do that. Uh, you've done that before, haven't you? No. Like with your uh, terror geists? No. Oh, really? The only
0: part of the terror guys I painted before I put it in was that part that's inside the rib cage. I, well, that I, counts. I, well, again, yeah, I but mean, you're
1: building it in smaller modules. If you just think of each module as its own model, exactly. I don't see why it would be hard. It's
0: it's not so much hard. It's just I don't – I just I, – I like having a whole model built. It's just like I, I'm, I'm not used to building it and building separate parts and then painting them and then putting them together. It's just – it's it seems counterintuitive to me. I like building my models. You know what I mean? And so, but I it's and it's and it it is a different set of skills to sort of have an idea of what something's going to look like in your head, so that you can paint separate parts, and when you put them all together, they go together properly.
1: Well, but can't you can you put them together temporarily just so you can eyeball it?
0: And that's kind of yeah, but that's where I, but I, I I'm saying I just haven't done it before. So, well, you know,
1: speaking of skull bros, I know um, Mike Mikey G, People's Champ. He he, every time he paints an army, he tries to improve. You know, incrementally do one thing different, whether it's, you know, this army is going to be better at freehand or uh, gradations or whatever. Right. I think that's the approach that you should take. And What's the one really good thing that you want to improve upon and, and focus on that?
0: And that's what I'm doing with this. In fact, with this, I'm going to – I've got two things I'm trying to work on. I'm, I'm always trying to improve my banners. Um, hmm. And then I, I've been making these custom bases. And I'm like, you know what? I'm already making this so much more difficult by casting my own bases. Mm-hmm. So let's—if I can get the bases to look decent and then get them to a basic table standard, I think I can get some decent points with that, you know. Okay. And uh, so I'm—I'm—I've I'm, got the gyrocopter partially built and segments of it painted. Um, I've got bases being—I cranked out more bases. I've almost got enough for my entire horde of 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 hammerers. Oh man, a horde of hammers! Well, I mean, Jeez. I've got forty of them. I'm not necessarily going to yeah. run all forty, but if I do run, 40, it's nice them, to have you. them. Yeah, exactly. And I'm and I want to get them painted and based. Um, so that's really what I'm doing. I've I've decided to cut back from that 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 amazingly complex stuff that I had no idea what I was doing, that has been basically kept me paralyzed. And now that I know, you know, I mean, I can do basic, I can do tournament standard easily. Mm-hmm. So the machine is kicking back into gear.
1: Oh, okay. Yes,
0: because I'm going to actually see, once I get these things primed, and I'm, wes- I'm just waiting for a day that's slightly warmer, so that the stuff that I've built, I can get out the uh, the primer and just prime these last few models.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to just kick back and start cranking them out and see what I can do, especially with, uh, I got all that Vallejo Air, the me- the metallic airbrush paints. Yeah. I'm just gonna put that base layer down of the metal on all the armored guys and go back in with washes and paints. the stuff I learned from Wapple. Yeah, uh, dude. I'm just I'm gonna crank this army out. I'm gonna see, nice. I'm gonna see how quick I can just crank it out to a good standard, right? But get it cranked out and get it looking right. Um, and then once I got the painting going, it's just a matter of getting more of the stuff and casting enough uh, bases for all the models. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Really? Yeah. I, I
1: think the, the, the point is forward progress, though. Is if you're moving forward, because I, I think you got too stagnant and bogged down.
0: Oh, I totally did. I just I couldn't, I, I couldn't go any farther. I had no idea. Um, I've actually settled on the color scheme because, you know, all the different armies have their different color schemes. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought about red and white, and then I hmm. thought about maybe more of a royal blue and white. Mm -hmm. i think i'm gonna go with the royal blue i think i kind of like that idea a little more um i i will admit i'm a little afraid of white in fact i bought some of these more creamy khaki bone looking colors okay
1: off whites yeah and i
0: haven't decided if i want to do the blue and the off white or the blue and the white
1: i'm not white is tough um i'm I, i haven't mastered it myself but if you do go that route you'd have to do a lot of watering uh, down of your paint and painting in a lot of layers.
0: Right. And plus blue and white is really the high elf colors and I don't necessarily want to go with that cuz it's sort of the high elf colors.
1: Um yeah, that's true. I mean you could do you have to do what you want. I wouldn't right. let outside influences, you know, t- dictate what you want to do.
0: I just you know, I am I, I want to make the right decision here. This is the last of those big decisions for me. You know what I'm saying? And then, mm-hmm. I, and then I'm then i just going to plow into it. Because like the gyros, I'm going to do the top half the one color and the bottom half the other color. So if I do the top half with the royal blue and then the bottom part, do I want to do it white or do I want to do it sort of a, a tan, an off-white? So I've got to mm-hmm. make that last big decision. So I'm going to maybe show you at some point the colors I'm thinking of choosing and Get, okay. your, get your advice because you, you're much better with color uh, choice than I am. So. Sure. Yeah,
1: I'd be happy to chime in.
0: And, all, and I want to thank all the people who sent me advice for Mother of Pearl. In fact, someone put it on the forums. They put a link to this guy who did it, which is totally not using the Mother of Pearl paint but using a technique that's got different paints that comes up with similar. I am definitely going to try the simpler, you know, because – the straight-up mother-of-pearl paint looks really weird on the dwarfs. Like they're too tiny. They're hmm. too tiny to make that color look like it's any like like it's supposed like what it is. It just no matter how many test models I got, I couldn't get that right. paint to work.
1: I, I think if any if I were to do the, the whole mother-of-pearl thing, I would I would limit it to like like accents, like uh, I don't know, like the adornment on their helmet or part of their shield, and then tie that all together on their banner. So right. that it's not everywhere, but just in small, select areas.
0: Yeah, well, like I said, I just wanted for the grammar. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Right now, I'm just cranking it out. That's the point. Let's see how long it takes me to start to finish, crank out this army. If I can crank out an army to tabletop standard in a couple of months, mm-hmm. then I can move on to the next army and crank it out for a couple of months, and then I'll have three or four armies I can actually play.
1: Okay. Which so, is much better
0: than just constantly playing my VC. So
1: So painted dwarves possibly by Wapaka?
0: Um, I don't think I'm going to take him to Walpaca. Okay. Um, I just, I really, I've, I sort of, I've, I'm really no in D.C. I'm just putting out fuel. Yes, I hope to have the army painted by the time I go to Walpaca to have a, a dwarf army painted and ready to go. I think I can crank one out in three months.
1: So 2,000 points. I think roughly 700 points
0: a month. 2,400 is probably usually where I'm shooting for, but yeah.
1: But, well, but don't. You don't have to put undue pressure on yourself. Two thousand points is what well, if you for well, yeah. like that. Then.
0: Well, like I said, I'm not bringing it to. A, I'm not painting for the tournament. I'm just painting to paint. So we'll see what right. we'll see where it goes. Right. Right. Right now, just trying to get the beard with a little bit of highlights on it is really one of my goals. You okay. know, and and the beards are so tiny. Everything is so small in these bottles. <laughs> Dear Lord, <laughs> I, mean, I forgot how tiny they are.
1: They they are, yeah.
0: Ugh! And you look yeah, they the, are Small. You look. I bought that. Uh, I bought that. IBook. How to paint Citadel miniatures, dwarf armies. You know. God bless America. The pictures they make. You know, they got like three different colors on the. Like when the beards are braided, each each little braid strand is like highlighted. And like, oh, that looks easy. And then I picked up the model and went, oh my god.
1: Yeah, that's it's amazing the amount of detail they are able to achieve, and, and they are miniatures with all these big miniatures that are come on out now you know still have your your tiny little dwarves yeah my all infantry dwarves uh uh-huh.
0: so but that's still. it i've been i actually i built uh i built 30 more models this week the dwarves i got the last of my hammers built i've got uh a bunch more of the uh the uh long beards built so I'm just I'm trying to crank out and get them all built so that when I sit down and I'm actually going to get that airbrush out and do the airbrush primer and prime I want to you know I don't want to have to pull all the equipment out and sit in the garage oh, and be do priming it in one fall swoop. Them. Yeah. And just get them all just boom hit them all get them done. So I'm trying to crank through that but that is where I am at. So
1: Okay. Well, good stuff. I'm looking forward to um, seeing your progress.
0: And I yours. So that'll be... And then it. we'll meet on the table and duke it out. Yes, yes. It's got to have, you know, got to have some dwarfs killing some demons or some some zombies just holding up the demons. No, we're <laughs> going
1: to have lobster claws uh, shearing
0: off some beards. <laughs> oh, <that's> probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, all right. So... Um, other. Let's finish this up. You got any other? Anything you've been watching or doing lately? Anything cool? Anything worth our listeners hearing about? Uh,
1: nothing of note, although I, I do want to mention we played a game of Triumph and Treachery the other night, which was a lot of fun.
0: Yes, we did. That uh, was a good my, time.
1: It was. It, that was my first uh, taste of demons, and man, I, I drank from the Forbidden Cup, and I'm in. It was fun.
0: Playing Alex, demons. Alex Gonzalez did have a good point. That was a weird game, by the way, of Triumph and Treachery. How so? Well, you were in one corner, and then on, on one side of the table, on, on the opposite corner, on your side of the table.
1: Oh, Chris Walker was Chris with Walker. corn.
0: He had his corn demons. You had your slanesh demons. Mm-hmm. Then on the corner, on the opposite side of the table, but on you know across from you, was Alex Gonzalez's tomb kings, mm. and in the center on that side was my VC. So we basically had undead versus demons. Mhm. And you and Alex just basically went straight up at each other. Yeah. And then me and Chris Walker went up at each other. So it was sort of this really bizarre game because even it was though like we were like two
1: different games.
0: Yeah. We basically were having two separate games of Warhammer and just messing with each other a little bit. Right. Um and you you were playing against Tomb Kings. Alex was quick to point that out. Yes, your Smash <laughs> was destroying things, but you were destroying the Tomb Kings.
1: Well, uh, he he chose to deploy right there. I didn't make him go there. I, that was the matchup I wanted. I didn't want to be by Chris's corn. That's true. So. That was so
0: funny when you rolled your uh, Winds of Magic yeah. and uh, your Demon Chart started blowing stuff up, and you took out his uh, <laughs> his skull cannon. His skull cannon. And he's like, oh, that's gone. Okay, you
1: know, I. I'll probably never have a game where the demon chart is that friendly to me. I blew up an enemy cannon, and I grew back two units.
0: Yeah, like two turns in a row, you rolled yeah. 12 for your wins of magic and brought up two units. That was just, it was amazing. Yeah. That was just kind of crazy. And once so again, fun. I frustrated Chris Walker to no end.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're zombies. I, you kept on throwing them into these combats. I'm like, oh, Dave, what are you doing? But they would take out... Uh, you know, the demon skull crushers and.
0: Yep. The, the, they took out. They they do a one or two wounds, and then I grew the enough. Fleshounds. I grew yeah. enough back that you couldn't. You know, and once again, when I've got that many zombies, I got a static combat res of four against three skull crushers without a banner. I got a static combat res starting there. And yeah, they're taking out a few models, but not enough to. And if I get a good, lucky turn of events, which I mm-hmm. did, he fluffed his roll. And I managed lose to do like two yeah. wounds, and you lose combat by four or five, and you have a big roll. oh crap, I gotta just take this whole unit off the table,
1: yeah
0: yeah, that was yeah. just
1: very, very interesting, <laughs> so yeah, yeah just... your your war of attrition worked well there against the the demons,
0: yeah, and we were all laughing, I was cheering on the zombies, and then um, what else happened the uh The corpse cart came smashing in and doing a whole bunch of damage oh. too.
1: Corpse cart and a, your bunker of skeletons against a, a unit of about twenty-five or so bloodletters.
0: Oh, well, they, were, they were really they had been.
1: Oh, after yeah, they well they got beat up by the Grave Guard.
0: Yeah, the Grave Guard f- lost that battle in the end, but they managed so to. they were
1: down to like ten guys or something, ten yeah. models.
0: Yeah, they. I think they had twelve models in their herald, and uh, the zombies went in, and then the corpse cart on the corner. Dude, the impact hits with the strength four. Mm. You know, yeah. toughness three. They, I managed to take out a bunch of them with that and then boom it was another thing where I managed to with the charge and all the static combat res and he fluffed a roll Yeah. next thing you know boom he's down to a leadership four roll and he rolls an eight everything's gone except your herald and mm-hmm. now it's you know okay now we But you to-
1: were kind of uh, gun shy about pulling the trigger on that you had the, the bunker of skeletons and the corpse cards were like, yeah, I'm not going to charge. Me and Alex were like, no, no, no. You should definitely charge.
0: Yeah. so <laughs> you then You're in. like, Dave, you got to bet heavy to win heavy, which, you know, <laughs> what's the matter, McFly? Chicken? Chicken. <laughs> I just charged it all in. <laughs> oh, that Man, was it worked so- out for you. Yeah. And then that was funny when I finally realized, you know, we're all, take, we're all choosing our opponent, the guy we're playing against, for all the phases so that mm-hmm. they don't get to roll and get extra cards. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, why am I going to pick him for my magic phase? All I have is buffs. So right. Gonna, I will pay one of you guys to to promise not to try and stop right. me. <laughs> so uh, you're like, okay. So I gave you some money. You're my enemy. Yep. And I, yep. Chris okay. is like, hey, wait a minute. That's not fair. I'm like, nope. Time for treachery. Time for treachery. So
1: you wound up winning that. I did. My first TNT victory. And, man, it was sweet.
0: Yeah, I was close behind right there at the end. I managed to get a lot of points off Chris. I was close behind, but then we mm-hmm. like had we had the at objectives. least one turn left, maybe two, and you had the objectives locked up, and yeah. you were that was it. I was, There was no chance I was going to get you off of those with a corpse cart and a couple of units of zombies. Zombies, yeah. yeah. So, that, was, that was a good time, though. It was good. That was fun.
1: So. Uh, yeah, that's that's it for my other. That's the only thing uh, that I wanted to mention. How about you? Any um, other?
0: You, you know what I f- I found I I didn't find a new podcast. They've got like two hundred episodes, but uh, it was recommended to me called Thrilling Adventure Hour. Okay, it's uh it's a it's a show that's recorded live in Hollywood at some theater, and it's a new podcast that records and basically does. They do it in an old-time radio style. I love old-time radio, by the way. That's like mm. one of my bad... Pay- I love the old radio programs. Um, and so they do these... Pro- the-, the show's only usually like a half hour long, too. It's, they call it the Thrilling Adventure Hour, but it's about 30 minutes. And they basically just do like those old... Like like suspense and all the, you know... You know, Commander Cody and his Lost Planet Airmen. They've got all these little shows. You know, one of them is called... Um, uh, Sparks, Nevada, Marshall of Mars, and so they do these. You know, they're like these half. And they're they're funny as hell. They're really. If, and if you like old time radio, they're really clever because they take all the type of stuff you used to hear on old time radio, but they take these modern sensibilities to them. And it's 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 a funny mm-hmm. show. I was I was laughing quite a bit listening to it. So. If you're a fan of old time radio and want to hear a more modern, funny version, the Thrilling Adventure Hour is pretty good. Um, cool. And then being on strike for the last three weeks, I get home and I don't have any papers to grade, so I've been watching television. And I will say uh, Blacklist, Sleepy Hollow, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Gotham, I've been watching all of it. Uh, I've been enjoying <laughs> it. I don't watch, I generally just really don't watch TV. It's late at night, I'll throw in a DVD, but. Sure been watching a lot of network TV and enjoying the hell out of it. I like uh, that, that. That's good but
1: uh, you could, you know, make sure to watch TV and paint and hobby well, at the same I, time. I,
0: yeah, I was watching this while building these models, you know and then, uh, so yeah I've been, you know, you, you put something on but it's like, it's, hey, it's prime time. I can actually put something on that's new and interesting, so yeah, but that's it. That's it for my suggestions and my uh, other, so We've gone okay. through a rather long toolbox. Sorry about the length, but we haven't had one in month and a half.
1: So, yeah, well, a lot to discuss there. That's for sure.
0: I am going to be quite interested to see what I'm reporting on next toolbox. I want to, you know, if I if we have one good weather day and I can get this stuff primed, I'm mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited to see what what uh, damage I can do to this army and just sitting down and cranking cranking through. The machine is going to kick into order. Thousand zombies type of stuff going on here. Commence primary ignition. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, all right, you know what? So, why don't we take an, uh, another break? Probably our last break. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, we got Alex Gonzalez going to be on. Um, he's going to be on talking about uh, the Screw City GT that he just ran. Yep. And the cool things that he did for charity with that uh, tournament. And then he's going to be giving us a little bit of a preview of what's coming up at the new and improved Adepticon.
1: Excellent. Very Looking forward for to uh, talking with
0: Alex. Yeah, we'll be back in a moment, folks, with Alex Gonzalez. Hey folks, it's Dan. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm. It doesn't separate from the base. They custom cut All right, and we are back. All, all right. right, back, back, back. back. <laughs> <laughs> and we have with us in studio, <laughs> duh, 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 <laughs> in the crypt, Alex Gonzalez. Alex, hey,
3: uh, hey. hi guys. Thanks for hey. coming over. Glad to be here.
0: And thanks for coming on. We are going to be uh, wrapping up the show after this segment because we got some triumph and treachery going down. Some treachery and triumph. Yeah, all undead, no less. All undead and demons, right? Well, demons are undead. Oh, I- oh, shut up. They are. No, they are not. Yeah, no, the demons not. are undead. No, they are they not. They don't have the undead rule. They have the demonic rule. Uh, I know.
1: Rules-wise no, but
3: well, that's wise. The aren't they considered undead? No. No. They're, they're a manifestation of the chaos gods. All right, that's a sh- that's a
1: topic for another show. We're here it's to talk a Screw topic City. It's
3: not for another show. It's just facts, dude. We'll <laughs> de- we'll
1: debate that later.
3: Shut up. <laughs>
0: To be today, to to be undead, they would have had to have been living at one time, and they're not. They're just, they're like. Some of them are. No. 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 All right, again. No, because as soon as you close the. If if you can cut them off from the magic, they turn into that ectoplasm, like, you know, from Ghostbusters. Like Slimer.
3: Yeah. You lost. Two to three. Uh,
2: uh, I
0: I I disagree. I disagree. Aren't some
1: demon princes former warriors?
0: But they're ah, not, no, no, uh-huh. no, those no, aren't no, undead. No, they're not undead. Those, they're not undead. They're humans they who have given ascended. their bodies over to it's chaos. They've ascended. They're demons. Yeah, they're demonic. You, yes. Good lord. But once you're made a demon right, prince, anyway. then you are one with your chaos we god. please talk some Screw City? <laughs> please. All right. Well, we can talk Screw City. I mean, uh, I heard it was a good time. It was a hoot. I'm actually lucky that I didn't sign up to go because that was like, like two days after we started on strike. And... I had so much going on, I would have had to cancel, so hmm. I'm I'm glad I was unable to... Well, there's always next year. I'm hoping so, man. I need to go to this tournament. Everyone says it is how a good awesome time. it is. I mean, hell, didn't Relian... Oh, I guess I'm jumping ahead of myself.
3: A little bit, a little bit.
1: All right. But it is a 3,000-point uh, tournament, and this year you put a little spin on it, or we were able to bring monsters.
3: Yeah. Um, every player was required to bring at least one monster, and then they could take Scrolls of Binding from Storm of, or Storm of Magic uh, or the monstrous Arcanum or Tomarkin, mm-hmm. just because there are some armies that have no access to monsters, uh, like Stunties, yep. um have no access. So just to do something completely different for a tournament, because we don't see monsters in the normal meta at all. If, and if they are there, they're cannon magnets. Right. So... The big thing was just to do something completely different, and I don't know. It just seemed like a cool idea at the time, and I, I think it d-
1: worked. It definitely, yeah, it definitely did work. Uh, I can tell you that a lot of all the players that I talked to had a great time. I mean, you're building lists and models that you normally aren't using, mm-hmm. and you're facing stuff that you normally aren't using. So it was a definitely a breath of fresh air.
0: Yeah, it sounded fun to me. I actually got to play a practice uh, game. Mm-hmm. We went over to your house the week before, and I got to pull out the the super large version of the Necrofex Colossus. Oh, yeah. That's a, that was a good time. I do enjoy getting a chance to play with the uh, with the with big, the big toys. toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and
3: that was the thing. It's like we have all of these models, all of these things that we want to build, and we have no reason to build them because we never get to play with them. It's like, no, let let's do something different. So and you, you brought
1: you saw a lot of really cool stuff. I uh-huh. mean, a lot of people scratch built stuff or painted stuff that you just normally never see. I mean, I saw a a, a, a Titan. Yep. But I think
0: um, Dylan Wyatt. Dylan, yeah, he did an amazing job. He I did. took a picture of it and I'll show it to you. It was incredible. That's one of those where I look at the picture and I would love to get a model for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks so cool in the picture. Uh, I'll so show yeah, you the picture like on our on our break. I heard some chump bring brought a. Uh, 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 rogue mo- rogue Idol of Mork and Gork. Yeah, some chump did.
3: <laughs> yeah, there was only one chump that did, but no. he did pretty good with it. I heard he did. I, it I
0: did okay. I did, I did okay. Uh, yeah. So did it work out for you? Because I know you don't ever take it against me because I just throw one spirit host. Yeah, the threw, yeah exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh,
1: my, my, mine did okay. Uh, you know, one game it, it faced off against a, um, what are those things called? They're the ogre... Uh, the,
3: the iron the giant The cold ones or the hammer ones? The hammer ones. Thunder or Stonehorn. No no no. It's the um <sighs> Iron
0: not Guts? Breaking,
1: not the Iron Guts. It's like the ogre monster that's really big. The Thunder Tusk. No. The Stonehorn. No. The Rhinox Riders. It's 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 I think it has uh immune to electricity.
0: Oh the the Gorger? Or no. the Yeti? No. No.
3: Rhino Oh I Shagoth. Dra- shagoth, that's it. That's,
1: that's it. not
0: ogres, but okay.
1: Yeah, that's it. Dragon Ogre Shagoth. That's what that's Oh, the that's up a there. warrior's
0: thing. Okay, I was like, I'm in the wrong book. I'm like, I named every damn monster in the book.
1: Well, Joel Rousseau <laughs> had one of those and we your last okay. scenario <laughs> yep. was like sort of a boxing match where it was my big rogue idol against his Shagoth. I'm like, Oh, this is such a cakewalk. He broke my ogre my, my rogue idol and almost ran it down. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yours, oh, that thing's not unbreakable? It's or Stubborn
1: 10, but stu- I, I, I failed it, <laughs> and I ran. Failed oh, the rally, totally. almost ran off the board. Oh, my God. It was the saddest display I ever saw. Anyway.
3: That's pretty rough.
1: That is bit, pretty rough. A little bit. But, uh, yeah, it was over five games. Um, so do you want to talk over the results?
3: Uh, Sure. Uh, best overall went to Relian, uh, Brad Schwant. Um and It actually was a little
0: <laughs> cheesy, but um, <laughs> I, just, I don't even know. I just have to say it.
3: No, no, it's the thing is a lot of people forget that Brad is actually a very good player.
0: Oh yeah. And then he plays Top tough lists. as nuts list. Sure. So Yeah, no, he's no, he's I've played him a couple times. He's a good player. He's fun to play against too. He's he's he, he plays a tight game and and he's a fun opponent. He's you know. Yeah. He doesn't just push forward filth. He actually knows what he's playing.
3: Most of the time it's just push forward filth, but um no, Brad did great and then uh best general was Sean Troy. Um. Uh, then he had Empire.
1: I've never played Sean, but he's consistently always up there. Yeah, he They're is not winning the whole thing.
3: Yeah, I mean he won bits this year. Um, and he does really well at a lot of the tournaments that he goes to. Um, and then for this tournament, he painted up a Frostheart Phoenix because his whole army is the you know the Freedom <laughs> America <laughs> thing. Uh, he painted it like a bald eagle. Yeah. So it was actually really well done. Um, and then. The best sports went to Dylan Wyatt, uh, playing Undead Legion, of all things, with a Cameric Titan. And I don't know how you pull that off, but Dylan is that awesome.
1: He seemed like a very nice guy. He
3: is probably one of the single nicest guys I've ever played. I had to play him at Nurgle's Carnival. Okay. uh, The primer that Gary ran, and he won best sports there, and it really was no contest. Like, Dylan, awesome.
0: Why was it important? Amazing that he won best sports with Undead Legions. I mean, Well, it was an
3: Undead Legion, and there's a lot of filth rumors around that. He had a Blender Lord, and then uh, this big, awesome Kemrick Titan, and a lot of the bells and whistles that go with that book. Oh, okay. It wasn't, like, pure filth, but it was still pretty rough. But he is just that cool of a guy that he can pull it off. Is he cool.
1: local to your scene, like the Rockford area? No, he's an indie guy. Oh, he's an indie guy. Okay.
3: Very okay. cool. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then best painted player's choice for best painted and then player's choice for coolest monster all went to Mike Butcher.
1: Really? Uh, well earned. He he did a great job. What yeah. did he
3: bring? Uh Nurgle demons with two skull cannons. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that aside, but his monster were was a... least they green, uh, at least? They were. Uh, yeah, they, were, well, there you go. they, they were, were sludge cannons. Right. Uh, okay.
1: His Soul Grinder, I think that's what it yeah, was. Yeah, that's what right? it was. He. I don't know if you've seen his pictures on Twitter. It's a sculpted kind of big uh, slug, like okay. a maggot with a big carapace. Yeah. It's kind of rearing up, and his jaws are all Oh, I think bloodied. I did see pictures of that. That oh, yeah, was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, he yeah. did an amazing job.
3: Yeah, it really was not fair. I mean, it was a tight run between your idol, uh, Joe Farnworth's uh, Toe Dragon, Mike's Soul Grinder, and then uh, Dylan's Kemmer Titan. So Okay. Yeah, I, I
1: figured Mike had it in the bag. I mean, the fact that he sculpted that. Yeah. From mostly from scratch. I think some of the appendages might be from, like, uh, I don't know. Like Tyranid bits. Th- or right, right. Cool. But, yeah, he, he really did an amazing mm-hmm. job. So, yeah, well-earned,
0: Mike.
3: Yeah, and then uh, i trying to think. Uh, Rookie of the Year went to Jeremy Schweitzer mm-hmm. from Ohio playing Demons. And that's for the guy that scores the highest, but didn't get another big award besides best in race. And it has and to be their first, first time, time there. there. Yep. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then we did a whole bunch of best in race awards for those that didn't win any other big ones. Um, the only correction I have to make is Joe Giro won best warriors. Uh, we had a mix up on the scores. Uh,
0: okay. So I, I saw that. On, yeah. On IWF, IWFB. So mm-hmm. not Dennis Gugna. No, not he's Dennis. He's a jackass anyway. Who cares if Joe didn't get it? I'm sorry, I just, every time we mention Joe Joe on the show, I call him a jackass. I know, I know. Everybody knows I love Joe. He was one of the first guys guys I met that, like, I didn't know from my gaming group when I went to my tournament, because I met him at... uh, Core Comp. I met him at Core Comp, and we became fast friends, and I see him now all the time at tournaments. Mm -hmm. And so when I get, I got to call him a jackass. It's my job. It's okay. Because you know, it's Greg Dupuis. is the he's the that's there's the there's the the nice the guy. Shooter. There's the likable guy out of that that group. He's right the
3: likable guy because he's the one that cooks. He's the Look, show. He, hey, you know what? You Talk don't about get
0: gating this... at a Warhammer.
2: Event. Oh, I know, dude. I was guys. just
3: emba- embarrassed by the trailer. Cuz it's a, it was Browns such a good... trailer?
2: Yeah, but Browns food's that good?
3: No, Browns like Cleveland, Cleveland
1: football Browns. Oh, okay. He's a big Cleveland football fan. Well, we, we, yeah, everybody's got their
0: thing. Sure. Yeah, we can still be friends with them, no yeah, doubt. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it could have been hey, the Patriots. Listen, if I could be friends with him and he's always bringing Joe to the tournaments, I could be friends with him if he likes the Browns. so. Very big of you. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, there was a story. I knocked over one of Joe's models. I think it's BSB. Yeah. What's up, with that? It. I was just walking by. I went to get a drink or something and my, my hand just brushed this
0: model and. It just happened just to fall over. It, it, it. it yep. did. It did. Like, it was like three skin cells and half of a fingernail. It was like a like a. F- Are you saying he, eight eight he, made, he built a tall?
1: model? He built a tall model with <laughs> like an eight-inch tall you know pole for his banner bearer. Mm-hmm. It was insanely tall. Well, I, anyway, long story short, I knocked it over and broke it. <laughs> and so for compensation, I'm like, oh, what, how, what can I do to make you whole? He's like, well, what can you do? I'm like, well,
0: <laughs> anything legal, <laughs> first
1: of all. But I will give you ten garage hammer dice. How about that? You, oh, that you give me some happy. garage yeah. hammer
0: dice. Nice. So now he'll start winning stuff. So now, so now I gotta go. We gotta go into the dice bag. I, I guess you. Need I gotta, more yeah, dice. we gotta restock me. Okay. For this TNT game coming <laughs> there up. There we go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as far as the the best of the rest, we can run through these real quick. Yeah, go right ahead. Uh, Jake Murphy won best dark elves. Yay. Who was in the runnings, I think, for best overall. He was. He was, dude. Final transmutation. He was rolling sixes hot all weekend.
3: Um, for those that weren't there, Domus built a whole new army. It was all warriors of chaos. It was like 13 models. It was it was all reaper bones models. It was 12 was
1: the official number. It was like yeah.
3: something stupid, but he had a emperor magma dragon and uh he was playing Jake game 4 top table and Jake rolls final transit the dragon and he rolls a one or whatever and then he burned his tournament, Reroll rolled a six, dragon turns to gold. Thank you very much. And he was doing that all weekend. Yeah. Nice
1: He final trans nice. epidemius.
3: Yeah, he did a lot of things. Final trans
1: Greg's great unclean and Clean One. I mean oh. Yeah, he was on fire. Uh, so he was he was he won best Dark Elves, congratulations, Jake. Uh Jeff Orzic, Orzic? Orzek. Orzek won Best Empire. Steve Grunwald, who I played, uh won best wood elves. Nice job, Steve. Uh Dennis Gunya was dethroned by Joe Giroux for best warriors. Uh, yours truly won best orcs and goblins.
3: And war machines. And w- huh? And war machines. I only had four. Yeah, I know.
0: That's low for you. It is low. I only had four. Oh, so you didn't take the ringer army. Uh, you took, you got best orcs and goblins, I assumed you had th- no, if you had the ringer army he might have won the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. No. Come on. Grimgore is way overpriced. I know. Him
1: and his unit. Whatever. Anyway. Uh Andrew Verticchio won Best Dwarves. Joe Pecoraro won Best Lizardman. John Cash won Best Cast Dwarves. We all know John. Great army. Yep. Mm-hmm. Eric West, the young wolf, as he's known. Best High Elves.
0: John, is that the one that's got like the little... He's got, like, the cans with all the, the tubes coming out of them for the... For the yeah. magma cannons, yeah. For yeah
1: the yeah. I, I, It's a really dark army with the lava being really bright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: You know what? It, not, it, the color scheme is really simple, but I, the the conversions he did look so cool. It's like... Yeah. It, it really... I just... I really love the conversions. Yeah, he's got a sharp arm. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. Is John from Indy also? Yeah,
3: John's part of the Indianapolis crew. Gotcha.
1: They have a good scene out there. Yeah, they do. Uh, Quentin Woodward had Best Ogre Kingdoms. Tom McClure, Best beastman. Lauren Parenti, Best Skaven. Only Skaven? Only Skaven. Best Skaven, nonetheless. Ben Vermulen won Best Vampire Counts, and Ross Warrington with Best Britonia. Again, I think only Bretonnia. Only Britonian. Okay.
3: And then Ben was the only VC. Uh, I was shocked by that. Well, it's with the Undead Legion list come out. Everyone wants to play with the new uh, shiny. Okay. And then uh, Dave Bedneric got Best Undead Legion.
1: Okay. All right. So. In terms of uh, Undead Legion uh, performance, how did they do?
3: Um, Dylan was near the top mainly because... He's, he had a really rocking paint score, really high sports score, and he did pretty okay in his games. Uh, Dave was right near the middle of the pack, and then Robert Elmer, who I thought had the nastiest list of the three of them, he kind of finished bottom middle.
1: Huh, okay. Um,
3: It's just, I don't think of it as that bad of a deal unless you're playing against Nagash. so Or Archon the Mortark version.
1: did, Did None of them brought Nagash,
3: I take it? No, Nagash you couldn't take because I didn't allow the oh, end times that's right. chart. Gotcha. Okay. So you could take Archon the Mortark version, but
0: it just Oh, that's right, percentage wise you wouldn't fit. Because right. at three thousand you would have been a third and you kept it to twenty five percent. Yeah. So yeah, honestly I've been writing up little Undead Legions lists, and it's like I take pretty much mostly my VC, but I throw in like a Tomb King or a Tomb Prince in with my Grave Guard and just a couple things like that. that's what
3: uh, Robert did. He had a Tomb King and a big old unit of Tomb Guard with the Banner of the Barrows, Mm -hmm. and at one point he summoned a Necrotech into that unit, or he started with one. Um, So it just, it didn't, I didn't see it as being that obnoxious to play against, and Actually, it was kind of soft. Even though he took all the bells and whistles, mm. he took a Hierotitan, he took a casket, the big unit of Graveguard with a king. It just it didn't seem to really add up, even with 3,000 points to play with.
1: Well, but I think if you the minute you introduce that character chart, though, that changes everything.
3: Absolutely. So, but that changes everything for everybody. Right, right. So.
1: That, that's just a bear. David, when you and I play an end times game, I'm not looking forward to that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, I am. No, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Like I said, I I I really like my VC. I don't necessarily even need to add... I mean, honestly, I could just keep playing VC and I'd be happy, but there are some cool things. The fact that you don't crumble, that automatically makes it an undead legions list and so right. I think even if I didn't take one Tomb King model, I'd still call it an undead legions list just for the sake of being able to say... Yeah. In fact, I'm doing that tonight because... I don't want to crumble. You're I, such a butthead. <laughs> you're taking undead legions in tonight's game. Well, I'm taking VC in tonight's game, but yeah. I only have one character in the in the in the right. whole list, right? And I ain't crumbling if he dies. Okay. Because you don't have the crumble rule if you're undead legions. Okay.
1: So.
3: Well, it's crumble after the general or hierophant dies. It benefits tomb kings a lot more because you can march for a change, That's huge. and then the. Change to resurrecting fallen warriors where you can heal constructs one wound per casting instead of one wound per phase
0: also huge so
3: makes a big difference yeah
0: actually it's even two wounds because of the uh if you're using the um, lore lore vampires yeah you can use the one to heal it and one for the lore attribute mm-hmm. so yeah i mean it's it's huge for for tomb kings but for vc honestly I, all i really care about is that I don't have to crumble if you kill my one character. So we'll see how that plays out on the table tonight. Well, you guys are just going to be pissed well, and kill my character well, we'll just to see. We'll see. <laughs> see.
1: But to, just to bring it back in terms of Screw City, <laughs> yeah, I know uh, one of the big things that you wanted to talk, I know you wanted to talk about, Alex, and that I witnessed was the, uh, the fundraiser. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Um,
3: originally, for the last uh, two years, we've been donating to Critter Camp, which is the local Rockford area exotic animal shelter who takes all the animals that other shelters won't take, rabbits, mm. guinea pigs. Uh, tortoises, foxes, all the exotic stuff. yep. No, I think they're out of those right now. (laughs) But um, this year, uh, we decided to do something different. So all the paper towels that we raised, which was 944, went to critter camp for them to clean up and then for the little animals to nom on or whatever. Um, The money we decided we would do something um, a little more personal with, they went... or the. Our sponsor, Black Dog Hobby and Game in Loves Park, Uh, the store owner, Andrew, he has a seizure disorder, and he has multiple seizures a day, and it's really rough for him, especially when he's sleeping. Um, The family is running the store. His wife is working three other jobs um, just to pay for his expenses. And then about five weeks ago, uh, their dog, Duncan, uh, ripped the cartilage in his back right leg. Which exposed a birth defect in his bones. Now this isn't just your run of the mill family dog. No, right? he it's was he certified a as a service animal oh, man. Um, for Andrew's seizures. He can give him about twenty minutes warning before he has a seizure. So the dog knows? The dog knows. Wow, that's that's, that's pretty crazy, cool, right? Yeah, he starts sitting down at Andrew's feet and whining. And then wow. sure enough, twenty minutes later there's a seizure. Wow, that's crazy! Isn't that amazing? Well, it's the changes in the body and like as it, the chemicals, in it change the smell of the human. So, wow, yeah. Wow. So he gives him twenty minutes notice to get to a safe place where he can have his seizure, be okay, and get his medicine and everything like that ready. So that it, is it a life. The impact yeah, of a seizure that yeah. is a life changing thing for somebody Absolutely. to have that dog. Um but he can't do his job because he's running around on one bum leg. And he's a Border Collie lab mix, so they're high-energy dogs, and he always wants to do stuff, and he can't do his job. Um, so the family has no money for this surgery, and it's going to cost at least two to $4,000, depending on how bad it is. So he's been in a total panic for the last five weeks trying to figure out how yeah, he's going to get, get the money for this, for this money. dog. Because yeah. they can only afford maybe $500, and that's not going to cover it. So... This year we decided that the funds raised would go towards his surgery and physical therapy afterwards, so we were able to raise twenty three hundred dollars for Duncan.
1: Wow, that's just a jaw dropping amount. When you read yeah. that number out, I, I mean, her, his wife was there. She started crying. Mm-hmm. Carrie Ann started crying. I started. I cheered up. up. Grant had to look away. I mean, it was the most emotional. Everybody stood up. Ever. The whole yeah
3: tournament At crowd just stood location. up, gave
1: her a standing O. The, the dog was there. He was all excited. Friendliest dog, by the way. A cool, oh, yeah. Beautiful dog. Duncan's awesome. I mean, it, it was the the most emotional scene ever.
3: Yeah. It was, it was really rough, and just to get through that, just the raw emotion, mm-hmm. and Jen and Andrew had no idea that this was coming. Yeah.
1: So, kudos to you for, wow. A, thinking of that, and B, pulling it off and surprising them like that.
3: Yeah. I mean, and this was a last-minute change that we had done, so just to make that kind of difference in the life of a local family and he keeps the community together. He makes a real impact in our little community out in Rockford. So just to do that for them and to have the community come out. We sold over eleven hundred dollars in raffle tickets alone. So that is wow just jaw dropping. Yeah. A,
1: a and, staggering amount. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty three hundred dollars raised by the community. So that's hats crazy. off to everyone that donated. I mean yeah, that's, that's really nice. Absolutely. Very yeah, feel good story of the year I think.
3: Yeah, and that's what we try to do, and just to have it affect a local family like that, it just makes all the difference in Absolutely. the world.
1: Absolutely, yeah, it's a world of difference to them. A few dollars, you know, per person at the tournament, but world of difference for them.
0: I mean, I'm kind of wowed by. I mean, I, honestly, it doesn't the 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 number is, is huge. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to downplay it. Doesn't surprise me one bit. I mean, honestly, the tournaments we go to where, where you're ra- we're raising money and stuff. Every turn, people are very generous, and they if, they, are, and if they knew that's what it was going for, I could—I mean, I could see people pulling out an extra ten, an extra twenty, oh, yeah. an extra whatever if they knew what that's going for. I'm still amazed that this dog, like, can detect Since seizures twenty yeah. minutes. That's what's blowing my mind is how amazing that dog is.
3: Yeah, I've met a number of uh, seizure service animals, and it's just—it's nuts what, that they can do that, and that he's so in tune with his owner.
0: Yeah, I mean that's. It, that's kind of amazing, and like I said, and I'm not trying to downplay that people gave the money. I'm just saying I'm not surprised because honestly, here, and I don't know how it is other places. I've never left the Midwest to play Warhammer, but a lot. Of, I mean, it's become sort of a standard to do something to raise money for some charity, and we're always hitting at least four figures. I mean, right. twenty three hundred is nothing to sneeze at. Please, I don't want anyone to think, "Wow, he's being a dick." It's a generous community. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you that's know, it gimmicky. is generous, and but I'm just kind of like, that's the most amazing dog I've ever heard of. Yeah, he is.
3: He is really special.
0: Yeah. yeah. Wow. That is pretty cool. And I'm, it's, it's so nice that they were able to do that for him because I I could not imagine having to go through that that many times a day, and having, you know right. and, and then I mean well I'm sure at that point the dog becomes a part of the family you know yeah yeah but how and how important a part that that dog is yeah. anything oh, I couldn't I couldn't imagine what he was what he's been going through even since this happened i mean it's oh, quality it's of term. life yeah yeah. yeah
3: changes and andrew was supposed to be there for the actual awards ceremony i had told him just do a plug for the store it'll be okay yeah. but he actually had a really bad seizure the night before oh wow and he wasn't able to make it and then i saw him monday at the store because i wanted to check on him make sure he was okay and he just walked out of the store and he gave me this big old dude hug and it's like all right nice i did something we did something
0: all yeah. right yeah,
1: absolutely um and then you close the tournament with some announcements on Adepticon. Yep. You want to share with the uh, <laughs> the podcast audience or oh, is this man. is this gonna
0: be an exclusive? Are we the first cast to be announcing? Breaking this? news. Uh, this
3: you guys are the first cast to hear this. Yeah. yeah. Garage ah. Hammer exclusive, folks. Well, uh, this year we're at our new venue. Uh, for Adepticon 2015, which is the Schomburg Renaissance, yeah. So it's right down the road for you guys, isn't it? Well, I mean
0: it's it's about it's closer than before. It's only about forty minute drive, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's right off the highway. But it's close it's, to the airport. Dude, nice. I've been there. That's this is yeah, a that's nice. A beautiful it is menu.
3: entirely too fancy for a bunch of tabletop miniature wars. No, 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 just, no it's dude. perfect.
0: And for and for it's, it's, it's meant for, for something as big as Adepticon. This is this is the. These it's, are it's not, not a hotel, hotel with a big
1: ballroom. It's a convention center. It's meant for is the hotel with the ballroom. Yeah.
3: Um, So, the room that we are in this year is the same size that 40K and the vendor hall were in last year. Awesome. Nice! Yeah. Um, And with that extra... I'll be able to get
0: my fat self down the aisle without bumping everybody else behind me.
3: Nice! Yeah. So, with this extra space, we're doing a lot more. Um, So... The big announcement is that for the Fantasy Championship, which is the Saturday and Sunday, uh, we are going to have 202 spots available. 202? Two Why yep. the extra
1: two?
3: Uh, South Coast is right now the largest Warhammer tournament in the world, which is 200. Ah-ha! So we're going to try to stick it to South Coast one time.
0: <laughs> uh, but the, You hear that, Helan? Yeah.
3: <laughs> but the big thing is also we're going to have two-foot dividers in between each table. Well, that's a lot of elbow room. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. That's how big this room is.
0: It's nice. So, so room for drinks and so it'll be like eight So basically, tab- if we had eight-foot tables next to each other, you'll have six feet and then you're... F- oh,
2: nice. I like it.
3: Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And then um, with all this extra space, we're adding two new events this year um, on top of everything else that we do. So on Thursday... Uh, Joe Rogers of Point Hammered Fame. Oh, boy. Is going to be running a RajPodge Podge. Really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh,
0: man.
3: So that's the 1,000 points random partners every round team tournament. That could be fun. So happy yeah. Thursday mixer, everybody. Um, cool. So we're going to have that in addition to the two 1,000 point tournaments mm-hmm. on Thursday, as well as the Big Brawl. So you got two How You Use Its. Mm hmm.
0: Raj Podge. Yep. Big Brawl. Yep. Two hundred and two and it should sell out because I mean it, it sold out last year. It sold out last nothing. year in, in in a stupidly short amount of time. Yep. When do tickets go on sale? November. Yeah. I just cart got the goes email up the other day. In
3: November. Um we'll have all the rules and stuff like that on the website uh by the first of the month. Okay. So but it's really not as far as like the core events they're not really gonna be changing a whole lot. Right. Um so it's just adding the rules for the Raj Podge. Um, and then on Friday during the team tournament, we're going to have the Unstable Dice podcast run a end times tournament. Cool. Uh, so that's going to be 2,400 using that crazy wonky chart.
0: Oh, nice. How many And how many people are going to be able to be in that one? I
3: think 40.
0: Nice. So that's going to be Gashik's running that. He always runs it. When is that going
3: to be? What that's the, the Friday.
0: That's the Friday. Huh.
3: Opposite of the team tournament. So if there's some people that want to do a singles event on that Friday.
0: Oh, I see. And not do the team tournament. Or if if your teammate couldn't make it or whatever. Yeah. So just to
3: have another option for people to play. And then Saturday, Sunday, we have the championship. And then Andrew Sherman is going to run the late night events again this year.
0: Okay. Oh, so he's probably going to do some of those uh, regiments of renown. Yeah, he's going to do
3: a regiments and I think like a 500-pointer or something. Nice. So... Yeah, we're going to have a whole lot on the plate for everybody this year.
0: You know, if we can get Andrew to, to stretch that out a bit, we could be like the War Machine people and have 24-hour-a-day Warhammer going on. I don't think so. You guys could do that. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I'm do... not going to do that. I just it. think if we had enough... Dude, think of how many things they got set up, though. You could find a couple people to fill in the odd hours. Oh, yeah, if you do shifts. We could do 24-hour-a-day Warhammer. i got to start thinking. Dude, I can't do that. I, yeah, it's, That's all you. Oh, I well, I couldn't stay up to do it anymore. I'm getting old, but... I could totally. I could. Oh, that would be so awesome, though. We'd be the mm-hmm. because Warhammer just doesn't do. I mean, nobody does it except those War Machine maniacs because they're right, they're right. insane. But, well,
3: Malifo goes pretty late too. But yeah, but I mean, twenty four hours is all War Machine.
0: Yeah, they're, that's that's. I mean, I, you know, I don't I don't think anybody actually plays for like the seventy two hours straight that they run during Adepticon. But I mean, you got to sleep sometime.
3: Add monster will travel. There you go. Yeah, so, there you go. Is wow. there anything
0: you can? Um,
1: share with us in terms of the championship scenarios or scoring? No. Are you going to do nature? Secret
3: Agent again this year? you Are going to paint me a thousand zombies?
1: Uh, Sorry.
3: Uh, I've been uh, promised not to poke at that bear again, but <laughs> I couldn't help it. <laughs> um, no, we'll probably see the return of the Secret Agent, man. Um,
0: I love the Secret that's Agent. That's a good man. one.
3: Yeah. I didn't do it this year for Screw City. Just I couldn't make it work with all the monsters. Sure. But um,
1: so uh, Now that you've run that at Adepticon, was it Logistically, as hard as you feared it would be.
3: No, there you go. It really wasn't that bad. I think the only real downside was licking 160 envelopes. Don't no, tell me
1: you actually licked all of them. That's I just, didn't. She's a sponge. No. Yeah.
2: They got
3: those
0: off? things you could buy them at the office supply store. They're like a Spit water bottle. Spit costs store. nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, no. we're not here to have, okay. not, we don't have you the show to yeah. tell you what to lick, so. There, yeah. <laughs> Spit costs nothing. There is – that's – that. oh, my that goodness. That could be the show title. It could Spit be. Costs nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: wow. Well, I had to ask
1: because I'm always, you know, my journalistic hat on trying to find out for the, yeah. the public what, no, what no, does no, Alex no. have cooked up um, for us.
3: It'll be good. Um we're just going to try to do a bunch of different stuff. Um, I had a number of requests from the guys on the East Coast to do the big brawl as a Screw City um, to allow the monsters in oh. and everything like that. I don't know if we're going to do that. I kind of like keeping Screw City that special tournament. Think.
1: But it, it, it bodes well, though, that what you've done for Screw
0: City, people want to see more of. Yeah. That I, is, yeah, that is kind of cool.
3: I'm just trying to shake up the community and do something different and get to play with all the cool toys we can't play with. It would be kind of cool to see all those cool toys added up Adept- to Don't do this to me. I'm just saying. I know.
1: I know. but So with that, Alex, we'll let you off the hook.
2: Okay.
3: For now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for now, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll have you back on. And, uh, yeah, any other questions? You know, that Undead Legion's list with that Nagash, you can summon a lot of stuff. I don't know. I already run out of zombies. I know I to I got a couple boxes up there. I mean, what's, what's one thousand? Well, uh, it's 800 more do than have? I have? Eight hundred? Yeah, two hundred. Uh, so I need eight hundred more.
3: You really wouldn't need that many with the 20% cash. Twenty percent, <laughs> What's another?
1: You know, well, I don't
0: have it. No, I'm not buying eight hundred dollars worth of zombies. I'm on strike. I don't have a paycheck. But I got sixty up there that got sent. I think Koji yeah, I sent me a box, and someone else sent me a box. People will send them if you paint them. They will show they up. They will rise. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, <laughs> I
2: don't, I don't you know if you're going to need
3: tool. that many with Nagash. Who, who
0: cares? It just would look so cool on the table. I know. Ten of those big 10 by 10 movement trays. Yeah. Yep. Th- that would be something. We'd have to change the rules, though. We'd have to say I get to fight in four ranks because the Super Horde. I don't think so, Tim. Mega Horde. Well, <laughs> then, you know. Tim, did you call
3: him? If, did so, you watch Home Improvement at all? A <laughs> long time ago,
0: Mega yeah. Yeah. and recording. Al would
3: always say, "I don't think so, Tim." <laughs> okay. I
0: got it. I mm. okay, okay. Seriously, you you listen to the show. He never gets the movie references. Come on, that show was from the nineties. Oh, you know, you What's were so young. I was. <laughs> it was such a. You sound like my students. The nineties. College like, in the nineties. Did they have no, I, I saw
2: the
1: show, but come
0: on. <laughs> did that they was, have that was
2: such, that was such in the nineties? a 90s? subtle
1: reference. Yeah, that could have been anybody. I
2: caught
0: it though.
1: Yeah, and that's what
2: matters. Yeah, but I'm,
0: I'm yeah. Anyway, I don't count for those. I can see teams. where this is headed, so we're going to cut it off right now. What does he know? He thought the demons were undead. I mean, so yeah, our <sighs> <Are laughs> demon
3: princes not former humans. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they They died. become demonic,
0: <sighs> not undead. There's a difference. There's a difference. Right. it's subtle. I'm signing but off. It's there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> actually, sign up on the forum. <laughs> buy a hoodie. <laughs> we're actually all about to sign off. Alex, is there anything else you wanted to tell people about?
3: Um, no, I don't. Really think so, but for Screw City next year, we are going to do the monsters again. So, nice. and I'm going to encourage people to bring
0: different monsters. No, I heard you allowed. I heard you allowed for Blood and Glory monsters to count for Fortitude. Is that is true? So you you went all out with some sort of you know bonuses for having. There monsters. There were a lot
3: of people that were asking me, "What did Domus give you, or what did he do uh, to get <laughs> that? Because he only had three
0: Fortitude, right?
1: General BSB.
3: Yeah, before that scenario, and
1: we all thought that was going to be his Achilles'
0: heel. Turned yeah. out that
1: would we worked in his favor. Well, even he did. He was
0: announcing, "I only got right. twelve models He's I'm going to auto lose. I'm going to auto lose. But you better give me a good game." Mm-hmm.
3: So, but all the scenarios were monster themed. So the first one, it was just that random appearance of a monster where it got the deep strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second oh, one, I love deep strike. Yeah, the second one was the monster's counters fortitude, and there was a. Uh, Rain going on because, like, it's the obligatory fight in the rain. If you've ever seen a monster movie, there's always one of those.
1: My four controls love that.
0: No flaming attacks. No flaming, no fire, no nothing. It was awesome. Oh, Um, yeah. My deck effects would have loved that, too.
3: Yeah. And then the third scenario was the destruction of Screw City. So for those that went last year, I had little 40-mil bases in the middle of the table with uh, cities made out of screws, appropriately enough. Um, And the goal was to do the most damage to Screw City with your monsters for that scenario. And then scenario
0: four was. um, Shoot. That was fighting
3: underground. And that was rules almost verbatim out of the Nagash supplement.
0: Oh, that's some cool stuff. Because, yeah, I have the underway. And the rules for that are not nearly as cool. They really went and and jazzed them up and spiced them up with the Nagash rules. It's very cool stuff.
3: Yeah. So it's just we have the rules. Let's play with them, see what people think of them. Um, And then scenario five was the. Was that Godzilla? That was Godzilla. So we had some really interesting fights. Uh, Domus pulled Steve Grunwald in game five, and I was expecting a tree man to go against Tiamat. That's Domus's mm-hmm. big dragon. But uh, Steve put out a cockatrice mm. on the line first, and as soon as Domus saw that, he did not put Tiamat out there. Because so, he had just lost Tiamat to uh, the final trans. And oh, okay. Yeah. The cockatrice has heroic killing blow on its shooting oh, attack. Oh, right.
1: Yeah.
0: So he right. didn't
3: want to lose TM to another
0: six plus kill. It happens. It Not does. for me. I roll sixes all the time when I have poison killing blow. You won't see a six anywhere. You got to keep at it. I know. You got to try me off. I got to. Well, we got that. Oh, I probably already mentioned it earlier in the show. Everybody, I got enough people pre-ordering dice. The blue dice are ordered. Nice. Uh, uh, it's gonna take about a month, but they're the new Garage Hammer dice. It's the
1: beginning of a new era. Um, they, Those they,
0: roll hot on hot on ones.
1: The well, red ones roll hot on sixes. So. Well, that way, you, that way, when you, you gotta roll your brake checks, yeah, yeah. brake checks, you roll the blue dice. You just
0: pull out the tool you need. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of tools, but uh, no, I did tell them because they still had the uh, they still had the uh, the images on file. Yeah. that we sent them. So I'm like, yeah. okay, we're going to do this with the blue. They're like, fine, no problem. We'll do it again. I said, <laughs> I said, make sure they roll hot on the sixes again. So, All <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that was, there's an extra charge for that. we got to so, stay consistent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, exciting. All right, so I guess we're done. That, yeah, that's it. That's a show. That's a mm-hmm. show. Folks, oh, Dude, you know, do you realize between After Eleanor, Garage Gamer, and the Nagash coverage, in the last, like, two months, we've put out over, like, 20 hours worth of... Content. It's been a lot. It's been <laughs> uh, it's been a lot of work for me. I can only really imagine what you've been going through. It's, it was it's pretty brutal. I was really exhausted, but I mean, it was fun. But by the time it was done, I was like, even when you're like, dude, I got to tap out. Um, I got I yeah. need a break. I got to... and I was like, no, I get it, because I was I was playing through the pain there at the end. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, but um, we it's will be profile. back in a couple of weeks. I think we got a. I think I have a special guest lined up for some more painting talk. I. I think I got someone lined up. I'm not going to say anybody yet. I'll tell you off air, but I'm not going to say anything in case they're busy. But so um, we got that, and uh, we'll be back to the uh, normal schedule again. Quote-unquote normal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Um, Like Chris said, please give us a nice review. Buy a hoodie. Do those cool things. Order some dice. Um, If you're interested in dice, just email me, uh, david at garagehammer.net. Uh, and when I get them in, you know, I'll let you know and get your uh, get your dice out to you. So, thanks, Alex, for joining us.
3: Oh, thanks for having me. It's really awesome. Yeah,
0: looking forward to the next city and it up? Yeah. Yeah. Got a long <laughs> way to go. All right, folks. See you in a couple weeks.
1: You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. Follow David at Garage Hammer. Follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through david at garagehammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through Chris U at garagehammer.net. And you can reach both of us through garagehammer at live.com. If you want to help support Garage Hammer, check the support page or the show store on our website, or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.